To question block, Secret Lost Live Talk Show. This week we're talking about the Olympics. Yes. Who are you? Like for real, like how do people find you? Who are you? And then like for fake, who are you? Oh, I'm I'm Alex. I'm one of the co-owners of Secret Loft. I also go by Wires. Uh, so you can find me on soundcloud.com slash wires to to hear some new tracks I've been writing as part of these shows. Um, or at Secret Loft, you can see me. How about you? Who are you? I'm Aerialist. And Ariel.ist, if, if you nasty, if you on the gram. Uh, and my name says it all. There you go. All right. And then who are you for fake? <laughs> or for real? For real for fake? <laughs> I mean, I'm dressed like a, a, well, I guess I could be any sport wearing this, right? No, I just you're got a gymnast. Singlet. You're definitely gymnast. Um, who did you say? What's the name of the, the current, like... Uh, U.S. Pretty Boy Gymnast. Sam, Sam McCulloch. Okay. I'm probably butchering Sam, that. Sam McCulloch then. How about you? I think Tim, I'm either you, gymnast or an ice You ice wanted dancer. to be Oksana Bayul. You said she's the yeah, most I'm Oksana. like you, but you're not blonde. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm like, you, you're she, she was a brunette when she, when she wants, she was like a dirty brunette. Oh, got it. Okay. Cool. I probably look the most like um, Nancy Kerrigan, though, right now. So we can go with that. Okay, cool. Why? <laughs> Why? Classic, Why? Classic Nancy Kerrigan Olympic <laughs> drama. So we're going to go through the history of the Olympics, and then we're going to talk about all the scandals. Okay. And then we'll take callers in a, a little later. A little, a little bit, because we gotta, we gotta get through some. We're gonna do some history first, some set history. the scene, and then we're gonna we'll take callers to talk about your favorite Olympic events. Yeah. Or the time you went to the Olympics. Exactly. Maybe. Or um, the time you didn't go to the Olympics because you were enthralled. Wait, enthralled, entangled in a in a Russian in a Russian doping scandal. Nice. Um, or enthralled. Well, yeah, you did all the historical research. Do you want to tell us like when did the Olympics start? When do you think, when do the, <laughs> hi, story, dude. There's the ancient era, right? And then there's the modern era of the Olympics. Well, where do you think they started? Take a guess. So they started in Greece, right? The Athenians? Yes. Seems like something Athens would do. So I'm going to guess like. Seems like they would do that. That's like 500 BC? 776 BC. Oh, wow. Early Athens. Okay. Yeah. This It was the 70s. Yeah. All right. They were, uh, in order to honor Zeus, it was a religious ceremony, which is which is carried on today, like with the torch and the closing and the open. It's very pagan. Uh, spoiler alert, they ended before they started again in the, you know, the modern era. They ended because of uh, people weren't into pagan stuff anymore. So, you know. Yeah, uh, the, the Romans kept the tradition alive, but until yeah, I, I guess with 393. the fall, yeah, with the yeah. fall of the Roman Empire, they they stopped they were doing like, that. Stop with that pagan stuff. It's too witchy for us. We don't like it. Yeah, we're monotheistic. Yet another thing in the podcast that Christianity wasn't down with. I guess exactly like that doing, it, I doing ruined. Stuff. How dare? Yeah. So 
so they they started. What was it like? Warriors could do it. The Greeks had like slaves. They probably wouldn't let the slaves compete, right? It, and they they wouldn't let they wouldn't let women compete. They actually wouldn't let women watch unless they were single. Oh wow! And, because uh, they'd be like inspired. But like, I have no. I don't know. They were. They sucked. They were great. They were great, and they sucked. They had their reasons. Okay. The entire thing was done in the nude too. Okay. And the original, like the very first one was just one event, which was a running event and you had to run a stadium. Oh, so, so. it was just a 400. Yeah. That was it. Just run around the stadium. Yeah. With your, with your, your penis tied to your leg. <laughs> Did they, they tied their penis? Yeah. Their Cause leg? otherwise, you know. So it wouldn't flop around. So they wouldn't get hard because they were hard for running. So they um, did have a garment. It just was like <laughs> a string. Yeah. <laughs> a little tied string. To... They could have yeah. worn a thong, you know. Like no. Spandex. I guess they didn't have <laughs> spandex technology. So. They couldn't have. Yeah. Nothing between them and Zeus. So wait, was that it was just over in like a half hour then or whatever, right? Everybody came. They watched one race. Yeah, they, they came. <laughs> They came again, and then it ended. But then it got way crazier, okay, and so there were all these, yeah. For people who are listening to the podcast <laughs> later, David Ray Martinez, who is a phenomenal guest, has just said, that's why it was called the track meet. M-E-A-T. M-E-A-T. Yes. So there were, then there evolved to be the discus. Okay. Which is like metal frisbee. Uh, Clay frisbee. Clay frisbee. All right. Got it. Then yeah, the sure. the long jump, which is like the frog, the frog event. Long jump's great. High jump. Um, they and had that the, came later. The, that came later. They didn't. They, didn't they, they weren't that. They didn't have that technology yet. They had. They did have the javelin. I mean, they were still inventing sports at the time, I guess, right? And yeah. they just were like, "Here's stuff you need to do in in war. Can you jump across this river?" Yeah, they had the javelin, which is like. I'm I, uh, I'm gonna throw a stick. Spear. Yeah. It's spear throwing. A sharpened stick. Yeah, throwing spears. They had the equestrian events. Yeah, the chariots. Which this was the lazy man sport, the lazy wealthy man sport, because the person driving the chariot did not get any street cred at all. They didn't get to stand on any podium or any. Any honor in the eyes of Zeus, it was the person who owned the chariot. Yeah, that's capitalism. Yeah. But we've said it's kind of like horse horse racing these days. The jockeys don't get any credit. They get like a little bit of credit. But mostly everyone's like, wow, what a great horse. Yeah, but the horse <laughs> didn't even get credit. It was just like the owner. Oh, I guess. It's yeah. It's just like Chase Bank, you know? There is a real good horse. Um, All right. The... Uh, my favorite, my one of my favorites is the, uh, the Pankratian, which is basically like MMA. Pankratian, yeah, so wrestling, right? Yeah, and famously, but not like, not like wrestling. Instead of pinning each other, they would just fight until someone gave up. The only rules the the athlete couldn't bite or or gouge at his eyes and nose. So the this just this puts it in perspective of how dirty it got. There was one that just just was not ending. It was like, you guys, we need to finish this. So the the judge, they were like, okay, you get one move and you get one move, and whoever's 
you know, whoever's done the most damage wins. Mm -hmm. So one guy legit, like, takes his hand. I guess he had, like, long fingernails, and he, like, he, like, reached his hand inside. Like, he punctured the other guy, like, reached up and, like, pulled out all the guy's intestines. (laughs) And that guy died. Um, Yeah, that guy died. Uh, but, But the dead guy won because... It it wasn't one move, the like reaching up and in and the pulling out. That was like way more than two moves. So, was two moves. or the, that was way more than one move. So that yeah. guy lost. You can't cheat when you kill someone. Disqualification. Yeah, they had to. And there was another one where like uh, some guy tapped out, and the the guy like I guess they were both choking each other, and then like one guy tapped out, and the other guy died, but he won because he didn't tap out. But I would say that death is, like, the ultimate tap out, you know? No, because you didn't give up. Like, your body True. did, but your spirit didn't give up. Your spirit. They're like, what, a spirit. And that's what really matters. The games are about mental fortitude. Then there's also just regular wrestling. So the, the athletes fought with bare hands, which I just imagine it's just, like, a lot of bitch slapping. Oh, so wrestling is a lot. It's just, like, the easy... It's like soft pancreatine. It's like, stop. <laughs> Ow. You hit me. That hurt. This will happen sumo wrestling. Well, I mean. Yeah. There's... <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if their their penises were still tied. I think they were still tied to their leg. But, yeah. <laughs> A lot of slapping going on. Yeah. They didn't have. Everyone must have gone for the nuts, right? Because they didn't have jock straps. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. Right? I no, Not the eyes or the, or the nose. Yeah. Penis fair game. And then uh, they also had boxing, which... So I guess the Pinkratian was like a combination of boxing and wrestling. Okay. Um, then they had the running events, which they were predetermined number of laps in the stadium. And then there was the... Oh my gosh, it's like the hippo... Here, wait. I they have had the mar- spelling of it. They had the marathon, right? Did um, they invent the marathon or did that come... It came later. There was the hip, the hippolydramus, hippolytodramus, which Please was. Please tell me that was riding, riding hippopotamus. No, so it was a, a four hundred to eight hundred meter. That would be great, though. But actually, good guess because uh, hippos they kind of have like some armor. Maybe they're like an armored creature a little bit. The, yeah, I thought it meant river horse, but sure. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm thinking of rhinoceroses. Sorry. Uh, so it was a 400 to 800 meter race run in full military armor. Oh, nice. It was based on a war tactic of soldiers running in full armor to surprise the enemy. Yeah, sneak attack. Someone's like, yo, I saw this shit in the Olympics, though. <laughs> Come on. Then we can't, this isn't going to surprise them. They were at the Olympics. Yeah, they've, like, seen it's, it's, they've seen it already. So, so basically, track and field and wrestling. Most of the Summer Olympics had been invented already. Did the Greeks have swimming? No. They okay. have swimming. Um, one thing, oh, oh, there was one year where Nero, yeah, this this is fascinating. Well, Nero was a Roman emperor, though. So this is much later, right? Yeah, he was like, yo, we should bring that back. And also, like, I want to be in the Olympics. Yeah. And so he made... Nero famously cheated the hell out of the Olympics. He made all these events. He said, okay, so there's going to be, um, basically, if you're an emperor, you're guaranteed. If you're an emperor and your name is uh, starts with N, ends with O, like, 
So the Nero shouldn't have even been allowed to compete because they still had the the Romans had the Olympics, but you had to be Greek to like participate right. in them of Greek origin. I guess it was like their cultural thing. Yeah. And so Nero, first off, he appropriated the Olympics by entering because he wasn't Greek. Well, the a lot of the the Greek the like Greek people wanted him to be in it because they were like, oh, it'll kind of re, it'll spark. Yeah, the rest of Rome will get into it. Yeah, okay. and they wanted, like, the money, which is actually why countries host the Olympics today. So, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Nero was like, okay, so we're going to have poetry reading? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he said poetry reading. Poetry uh, Slam is an Olympic event would be awesome. Right? Be great. Uh, he said the, like, fiddling, you know, because he was a he was an expert fiddler. An expert fiddler. And... Uh, he also, yeah, he had all these like cheater, these cheater, you know, ways. Like he would change, he would change the rules at the very end. You know, he'd be like, actually, it, the loser was a. He, actually, if you lose, you're actually the winner. <laughs> they had a kind of like the season of Drag Race. I read that he did. They had chariot racing, and you would get four horses for your chariot, but he got ten horses. Yeah. Just for no reason. So then, uh, and then he still, he fell off his chariot and didn't finish, uh, and he was still declared the winner. Mm-hmm. They were like, he's so brave. <laughs> so brave to do it with ten. And it's much harder to do it with ten horses instead of four, because you have a lot of, that's a lot of horses. That's so many control. horses, yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's... Nero, the original Olympic cheater. I think we can say. Yeah. But the Olympics actually is based on a story of cheating anyway. Like it's a Greek myth myth story where there's like a chariot race for someone's hand in marriage. And it's like, you know, there's like a lot of bait and switching. And oh, yeah, uh, it's based on a fable. Yeah. It's based on on a, a Greek myth. And do you know who's in the Greek myth? It, you shouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> who's, who's, I did. Who's the god of the... Olympic, it's just a tribute to it's Zeus, It's to Zeus, right? yeah. And okay. there was a female Olympics that was a tribute to Athena. Okay. Which is why the, yeah, I guess it had, like, sewing and thinking and, Oh, they had women's you know, sports. crafts and, like, Pinterest boards and stuff. Um, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, like, growing, growing plants and harvesting. Taking, them, taking guess. selfies. And, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, there was a woman who tried. There were a bunch of women who. Tried, oh yeah, because if you were a woman and you did try and enter the men's Olympics, they would just throw you off a cliff. And so the you know the ones who did try and enter, they were really desperate to enter. There was one woman whose housewives. son was in it, and she uh, she was doing so well. And then she, you know, she just was trying to watch. She wasn't like trying to be a naked man. Did she have like a fake beard? I guess. Big, big toga on. Yeah, something beard. something like that. Okay. So and then she got really, I guess her son won and she got really excited and she was like, yes, queen. And they were like, wait, you're a woman. Oh. And then she, I don't know what she did. She was like, she's like, but he won. And they were like, okay, we won't kill you. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what would you, yeah. what would you win? You would win in, oh, if you weren't Athenian, if you were like, the I guess like a Spartan or something like you would win uh, the honor of fighting next to your king in battle. Okay. <laughs> if you were then I think you'd get free food and you'd also get an olive uh, wreath 
a, like a laurel wreath or an olive. You get some sort of thing to put on your door, you know, or mm. your head. Yeah. Well, I guess if you get to fight next to your king, that's probably pretty good because he's not going to get killed, right? That's probably like a or pretty he'll get like killed first. no, that's like a safe place if you're going to have to go like fight in ancient battle or whatever. You'll be like on in the back on like the horses, like looking at your maybe. army or whatever. Okay, yeah, so maybe. maybe that's why it was. They like dying for cool honor, though, you know, because they believed in an afterlife, so mm-hmm. they were cool with that. They'd be like, "Yeah, you get to die." Yeah, you still don't want to get speared. That's not. On. True. <laughs> like, yeah. True, um, true. Yeah. And they respected their elders, so it was cool to be old. So, you know, in your 40s or whatever. <laughs> like what does that have age. to do with you? <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, to be like an old retired general or whatever was like cool. Oh, it was yeah. Like a cool thing to get to. But they didn't get to compete in the Olympics. Did they have coaches? Yes, they did. They had trainers, um, and they had to be naked too, so that people were sure that they weren't women. Because that was, they were like, what if the woman disguises as like a trainer? And they were like, no, never. Was it like a big feast? Or Oh yeah, so it was gross. It was so gross. Like you would not have wanted, it was like. <laughs> you would not. There were no bathrooms. Yeah. There was a river. Okay. That's probably why they didn't have swimming events. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a river. There was also like, there were like, you know, uh, lots of livestock being roasted at the spit and like, you know, just crazy, crazy ass like feastings and whatnot. Um, fires and yeah, like a river full of pee. I mean, it was just, everyone was real sweaty. It was very the, crowded. The, the hotel, the Olympic village wasn't very nice. Just, back. just like today. <laughs> They, well, they got it over with. Like, right, they weren't like televising all these sports, so it sounded like it was pretty quick, at least. It was, I think, five days. Oh, I believe okay. it was five days, five or ten days. Well, that's not too bad. The Olympics now was like six weeks or something. Well, there were there were times where it was months, <laughs> oh. which we can, I guess, we can segue, right? Um, yeah, I guess that's about what we know of the, the like ancient. This Olympics, is the best. Right? Is the best parts. We know a lot, but. Uh, those are the best. Yeah. So then, you know, during the Middle Ages and the Enlightenment or whatever, the Olympics are lost to time. And, like, people just weren't doing a ton of sports. Nothing fun. Yeah. I mean, royalty had, I guess, reinvented the concept of sports. Um, yeah. Probably the 14th. He, was, he seems like he was about croquet or something. Something. Um, and there was, like, a lot of hunting and stuff for royalty. But, like, yeah, the, the concept of international sports competition didn't come back until... Mm-hmm. What, 1896? Yeah. 1900? When was the first? Well, I think it was 1886, and then there wasn't, but, but like, no one cares about that one. The real, the real, the real juicy one Mm -hmm. was 1904. There was another one in 1900 in Paris. Um, 1896 was the one in Greece. In Greece, yeah. the first modern Olympics. Mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. So in... 1900, here's some quick failures, but then we get into, like, the real wait, wait, super I failures. I want to know how did it, how, like, how did they come to revive it first? Like Pierre de Coubertin was, he was obsessed with uh, fitness and unity. He was, yeah, he was, like, the French presidential fitness challenge guy. And and uh, he was also... So he's a fitness celeb in France, I guess, or government minister. He was like, fitness yeah. can bring people together. 
you know, we can sweat together. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was like French Richard Richard Simmons, I guess. But he also was like, uh, I'm also curious about uh, human suffering and uh, uh, dehydration <laughs> and stuff like, like that. Wait, so that would be a good opportunity to do weird experiments. To do some, some little side, kind of like a little side study okay. in uh but in human suffering. Actually, so the, I should say that, that the original uh, Olympics, like the Gre- the Grecian one, the was ancient Olympics. the ancient Olympics. It, it was called, it was called like great suffering or something. Like that was the first, it was called like the human endurance. Wait, they had themes or what? No, that's the, the original name for it, which I, forget what it before what it was. the olympics was the olympics it was it was like the the, the great the suffering. suffering yeah pretty much okay so pierre de coubertin was like yay unity but also experiments and he thought what better you know what better way to sort of popularize my new uh invention or my new like event than to piggyback it on the world's fair uh, and he did not have a very good advertising team. Well, he didn't have a good social so, media. To be clear, so his idea was, we'll bring back the Olympics. The modern Olympics yeah. will start in 1900 at the Paris World's Fair. But he, he convened a committee and they were like, no, you dumbass. The first Olympics has to be in Athens. Yeah. I, I don't really, I don't really want to talk about the 18... 18- one because it doesn't get juicy until the nineteen. No, I'm just going to say that the first modern Olympics in Athens, where it should have been, it went fine. It was small. Mostly European countries competed. Yes. It was whatever. And everybody liked it and was like, this was great. We should do it again. Yeah. And he was like, perfect. We're doing it in Paris at the World's Fair. Yeah. Which was his original sneaky plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, like, <laughs> main stage... Plan. They, a bunch more countries joined and, like, agreed to compete. So they were, like, it was, like, a couple dozen. It was, like, 40 or 50 countries. Mostly, like, because travel was harder back then, usually the home country would have the most athletes. And, like, nobody uh, took it that seriously. So, so many people from France. So, yeah. So France, yeah. So then in the France in, in 1900. And the, the Greeks loved it. I remember, yeah, we read the, like, 1896 was, like, the largest ever crowd in, like, the Greek stadium in Athens, like, in the yeah. stadium and, like, overflowing crowd. And it was, like, a huge national, like, pride event. And so the French were, like, super psyched for it. But Yeah. yeah. In 1900, so here's some failures. Um, here's some failures. Some failures. Because that's what we want to know about, the failures. Okay. Uh, you had to, yeah, you had to swim in the Seine. So just the boat, you know, took you out. And then was like, bye, bitch. Hope you can swim back to shore. When they did, it was done, it coincided with the World's Fair, which is a great yes. way to get lots of people to Paris. But a lot of the athletes who competed and even some of the winners didn't realize that they had been in the Olympics. Yeah. They thought they were just like as part of some World's Fair exhibition, like running a course or something. Um, and then, yeah, it was like of the people competing – there's like a thousand athletes, like 800 of them were, fr- no, I think like, like like three quarters of them, like 750 of them were French. And I like 80 of them were Americans. So there are only like 150 like non-American French people in the Olympics in 1900. Yeah. So the French definitely kind of stacked the deck for themselves. They definitely, 
They but, definitely did. But the Americans took it because we're Americans. Like the Americans took it from the beginning very serious. A lot of other European nations were like whatever. The Americans took it very seriously. So the Americans sent like, uh, like, you know, the top level like college athletes basically from America to go compete. So America got a bunch of medals even in the early Olympics. So the oh, you look, oh you're looking up the medal table. Yeah, I was looking. Nice. Well, I was looking. Um. Ah, I was just looking up the name of the this this guy who was the the swimmer guy who was like he won because his father drowned when he was a kid, so he he was terrified of drowning, so he learned how to swim. So he was the swimmer for Great Britain, John Arthur Jarvis, and. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, like I said, they just dropped you off in a boat and they, they didn't wait for you. They were like, okay, see ya. Hope you can get back to the shore. And he was like, my fears are becoming my reality. So he, he won. <laughs> and he said it was it was just like his fear of dying that, that you know, he didn't want to, he didn't care about winning. He just was like, I didn't want to die. I didn't look back. I, I just went. Um, so that was, a, that was, I think that yeah. was cute. They, Right, like, right, even now they, like, change out the Olympic events. Like, every couple years they'll try new ones and, like, take out other ones. So during that that Paris Olympics, they also had some really funny, like, original events. So one of them was just, it was called, like, what, the, the, the dive to depth or whatever for sustained length. And you could just, <laughs> you could do one dive and then you had to hold perfectly still for yeah. up to a minute while you just coasted underwater. And this was uh, the fa- the uh, the the big the big beautiful athlete. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say the the Olympic for for it wasn't for how baddies, deep you could go either. It was just it, like you just dove and then you were like, yeah. But but there was some of the reviews of this were they were really funny. They were like it's very boring to watch, and and the larger participants excel in it <laughs> because they're just like they they're they're like just watching like these globs. I think it's kind of, maybe they stay underwater longer. Yeah, yeah, because they just, they don't have to, you know, yeah. push themselves down. They just kind of. They also had obstacle course swimming, which was great, where you'd have to, there was a swimming course, but you had to, like, climb onto boats and then swim under other boats as part of, like, the, the race. Um, and apparently it was, like, a really hard-fought battle between some American and some Brit. Oh, um, yeah. For that particular race. The British had, like, they fielded a good swimming team in that early Olympics. Um, good swimming team, jolly good. Cup of cup of tea in the sun. They did have croquet, of course. Uh, it was only in the 1900 Olympics, but yes, they had they had competitive uh, croquet, which I'm pretty sure was won by the French. There was also I'm not sure if it was in that one or the 1904 one. There was a uh, like coxic for the rowing team that was like an 11 year old boy because this this one guy like he dropped out or something they just like grabbed this kid and they were like lead the boats and they don't they still don't know who that kid is like (laughs) he's still out there i think it was the 1900 yeah no one knows he's in the pictures um, you know with the medal ceremony something that would happen in st louis but sure maybe it was in france i don't know uh, I, I feel like it might have been like a little yeah. French boy. Because I don't know in St. Louis if they knew if, like, an 11-year-old kid would. I feel like a French child, they'd be like, 
You must learn how to row. He's like smoking a cigarette yeah. and drinking a glass of wine. He's like, a striped shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's like okay. 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 So, but so, my, my mistress, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was like, there were dumb parts, but like everybody was like, this was pretty cool. Like, they, Let's they do did, it again. They did get medals. Um, I think, what was it? The original medals, they didn't have gold, silver, bronze. You just had silver for first place. Second place was copper, and what? there was no third. Like I, you didn't get I a medal. Think you did get gold, and that was the only time that it was pure gold. No, was, even that wasn't in the first one. Okay. 1896. It was just first and second. Oh, 1896. I'm talking about 1900. Oh, maybe by then they had upped it to gold. I think like there were only two Olympics where the the medal was pure gold. Oh. And then That's after that, cool. gold alloy. Yeah. Yeah. Pure gold, not very. Not very practical. So yeah, so it was it was a good enough Olympics that then the St. Louis hosted, and US they decided to make in, all the same mistakes and more. In 1904 Olympics, it was yeah probably regarded as I don't know the most shit show Olympics ever because of that marathon though. Yeah, <laughs> that marathon was a hot mess. Literally, it was hot. It started at like noon. Which every runner knows. I'm not a runner, but you start I, early in the morning. I've been told. Yeah, you start early in the morning. Yeah, usually you're done by like 10 a.m. Yeah, we had to like when we went to see Lily Wolf. Shout out, mm -hmm. shout out when she did the New York City Marathon. Mm -hmm. We like went to go see her at the end, and it was like it was still like was early. really early because she's so fast. <laughs> yeah. It was like barely even mm -hmm. light out, you know. Um. So that's when they, yeah, they started at noon. It was hot. It was really hot. Uh, also, they didn't tell the runners about the course. So there were, they didn't like clear it out or anything. So there were like some, like lots of rocks. There were hills that people didn't know about. There were also cars. Yeah, that, they didn't clear traffic or block off the well, roads. The cars were there through. to study. They were from the Olympic Commit. There were some traffic crossings, yeah. which was bad, but there were a lot of cars that were there to study the athletes. They wanted to study them uh, about their uh, how much dehydration humans could take before they, I don't know, won or died or whatever. So they were stirring up these huge clouds of dust, and a lot of the runners had to drop out in like the first five miles because the they were inhaling so much dust that they they were just like vomiting dust. <laughs> um, so yeah, like a bunch of them got knocked out. There are a couple of uh, they needed. They were like, God, oh, we don't have any Greek people. We need Greek Grecian athletes. So they were like, You and you, you're Greek. Get in here. And the Greek athletes they had had never. They, they weren't runners. <laughs> they were like, you can do it. They just got some random grapes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. They were. <laughs> That's great. They were like, you're eating Spanakopita? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, who was it? The guy who, who won first, it turned out, though, he had gotten lost. He I got he got uh, sick, and he, uh, like, called his boy. He sick. was like, yo, dog, you got to pick me up. He got sick. I don't feel good. So his friend was like, "I'll uh, fine, I'll drive you home. So, like. 
his friend. No, no, or, his friend was like, I'll drive you to the finish line. You can watch the rest of the race. Something like that. And then the um, car broke down. No, then he felt better. He was like in the car and he was like, oh, this car is soothing. Oh, I read that the car broke down and that's why he, oh. that's why he decided to run. But maybe he maybe, just planned possibly. to cheat. That's probably what he told everyone. He was like, no, no, I wasn't. Well, he pled insanity. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh, yeah, because so he got out, he finished, he, he, you know, crossed the finish line and people were like, yay, he finished. And he was like, I guess so I did. did. I. And then they, you know, they did the, uh, the award ceremony and someone was like, hey, I saw him like in a car. Because I guess if you were in a car, you were super proud to like be in a car. So you were waving automatically. You were like, hi, I'm in a car. Mm-hmm. First car ever. Yeah. In 1904, everybody had to wave constantly while yeah. in cars. <laughs> so waving in cars with boys. Yeah. So uh, well, he he was like, I went crazy. I don't know what happened. The other runners also were covered in like dirt and mud because mm-hmm. they had to run through like the shittiest weather on like a hundred degree day. And this guy was like relatively okay. So then like, something's up. Yeah. Yeah. So then the actual guy who won, um, he was, he barely, he barely made it. He was one of the prime um, like, I guess, subjects in this dehydration study. So they only had two water stations. And uh, he was like, hey, I'm really thirsty. I feel like I'm dying. And, the you know, and there was, like, all this dust. And people in the, the, the Coubertons, oh, yeah. scientist given boys. Egg whites and brandy. Strychnine. And small doses of strychnine. Because strychnine upregulates your... Everything basically. Okay. So in small doses, it um, it makes it makes you feel like you're on cocaine. So I got them all hopped up on strychnine. And uh, well, and fatal it, if you get a little bit too much. Yeah, sure. but but uh, you know. So I mean, literally, like I think if you have a the a, a pinky fingernail of strychnine, you're dead. If you have like a match stick head dot then like you're running a marathon i guess uh, and then who is the cuban yes we'll talk about the cuban this is our perhaps our favorite olympian yes he's the best time. i'm like i'm just looking up his i don't want to mess up his the name cuban who finished like he, his he, name. Was, he said he was he finished like around fourth in the 1904 olympics felix carbajal so okay first off he raised money to go to the the yeah. the olympics by just running around cuba he was a postman, and he's, like, the Forrest Gump of Cuba, basically. Because he was like, look, I'm running. But then he had a layover in New Orleans, and he lost all his money that he had raised in a dice game. So then he had to walk to St. Louis. So he basically walked a marathon. I guess that's good training, though. Like the day before. Yeah, like I can run the rest of the same <laughs> Literally, like the day before he like arrived there. He also arrived in like a really cute outfit, like these pants, these like long ass pants, and um, like a cute little beret, wool beret, a long ass shirt. Yeah. So he was really, he was really hot. <laughs> and one of the other runners took pity on him and they made him some cutoffs. But he still was basically running in, like, a pantsuit. Um, and then... Oh, so he... he got lost. No, he ate... He asked for some... He asked for a peach. 
the Olympic Committee was like sitting at one of the one of one of the two rest stops and they were like eating peaches and he was like, Can I have one? And they were like, No. And then he stole it and he ate it anyway, because he's a he's awesome. And then he was still hungry and he got a little bit lost and he went through an apple orchard and he ate some of the apples, but they were bad apples. So he got a tummy ache and he needed a nap. So he lay down and took a nap and he woke up and felt better and then he kept running and he still came in fourth and I think his time was like, it was like under four hours. So imagine if he didn't. It was under three hours. It was like 2.55 or something. It was like a, a solid. That was a winner. Oh, okay. He was fourth. I disagree. So imagine. I disagree. Just I think imagine. He under three hours because that's what I want to think about him. Okay. I don't know if they knew how to time people back then either. <laughs> yeah. So, let's see. Well, so that was the wild. We don't have to look up the stats. You guys can find it. Ariel told you the name. Uh, so the that, that kind of that sums up like the wild, the wild times of the Olympics. But it, then, like since then, it's still been like really funny, kind of throughout the twentieth century. It's been really funny. The Olympics. It's been really funny. They, they introduce weird sports. Another, oh yeah, like. Oh, yeah, fun one with that, the St. Louis one, because that one, there were, like, tons of Americans, like, in it, and they introduced some sports that are only, were only played in America, so there was some, it was, like, a version of croquet, but with different rules, played on a hard surface, and with, like, walls, basically mini-golf is what it sounds like. They introduced, like, mini-golf, and, like, it's... I forget the name of the game, but it's only played in St. Louis. So they were accused by the other competitors of trying to rack up like the gold medal uh, count for the Americans, which yeah. is definitely true. Yeah. And yeah. then there's, I mean, there's, it's funny because it doesn't mean anything. The athletes aren't paid. There's like a lot of like advertising and endorsements at stake and national pride, but like all the meaning is basically like kind of generated for it. There's no like concrete outcome that will happen if you win or lose like your country's medal count but countries care a lot and so there's like bribing the olympic committee wait we're gonna get into that in a moment do you want to talk about the juice uh, the um sorry we're gonna get into the juicy stuff in a moment do you want to talk about the weirdest sports first yeah let's talk about the and then we'll talk about we'll talk about the the dark side of the olympics we'll talk about the fun the fun silly stuff first yeah I feel yeah. like um, we're like after this commercial break, but we we don't do commercials because we love you. Okay, so what are some fun ones? There's, there was a swimming obstacle race. That was a, that was one of the early ones. Yeah, the also the gliding, the, the just dive in and glide was a good one. Oh yeah, the gliding, the whole the underwater gliding, the tug of war. Tug of war was an Olympic game in 1900, 1904, 1908, 1908, 12, and 1920. And uh, it <laughs> they in 1908 they accused mm. Bra- Great Britain of like having um, to like a- cheating illegal, illegal footwear. Yeah, which I think is like high heels, <laughs> stilettos. I'm guessing like cleats, probably stilettos, <laughs> point shoes. They're just like shoop. There. Oh, there's a tandem bicycle sprint. That's right. Nice. Tandem bicycle is awesome. Yeah. Shout outs. <laughs> that's, that's shout very, outs. Tandem farm. That's very fancy. And it's it's funny because I I was picturing like the funny looking tandem bicycles, but these are like serious 
road bike, race bike looking bikes. Yeah, uh, those are the fastest looking tandem bikes. That was, it was really dangerous, you know. Yeah. Really dangerous. Um, there's club swinging, which. That sounds like my Saturday night. Bro, oh, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it was in. <laughs> what the fuck is club swinging? Club, great. club swinging? Well, okay, so. I know all about club please, swinging. Yeah, please explain. All about it. So okay. basically, there are these two clubs, and they're weighted. Um, they look like the Bam Bam Club, you know, like There's the two clubs. They're secret lofts. They're secret lofts, and yeah, everyone else Mirage. who's who's <laughs> lower than us, hunty. Um, all right, so yeah, it's like a Stone Age style club. Yeah, well, it looks like that. It's in that shape, but they're about the size of like a big ass rolling pin like a big ass rolling pin tapered and you get two of them and you do all these movements like these sort of like rotate you look like an air traffic controller kind of these like rotational oh it's not a martial art movement no it's like it's very similar to kettlebell and you're not throwing them at a target you're just doing you're doing your it's like a kettlebell they have grievic grievic like kettlebell competition mm-hmm. right which is like your your kettlebell like snatch cycle yeah and uh this is the wooden version of that and as a former full-time fitness trainer i know a lot of clubs? i did i I definitely learned this how to do the, club club bell. They were called, like they do clubs. They do well. I I don't like be, them. I used to be really into kettlebell, but now I'm doing clubs. I feel like Lord. everyone that I know who was like I'm super into like they call them like club bells, and I guess to make them sound like cooler or whatever. Okay. Or like Indian club bells. Uh, I guess because they came from it's India. Just, I don't know. Just clubs. They're big, big ass clubs. All right. But they, the people that were super into them were like, they were like, I'm a movement specialist and this is like priming, and like this is my hack for like rotator cuff. And if you do it, if you do only club bells and like no other weights. Okay, I'm so, going to stop. You're getting yeah. carried away. We're talking about Olympic Games here. Let's well, that's why they didn't I get continue, okay. you know? Uh, that's <laughs> next sport, please. Because people, because like everyone who did them in the Olympic, Jeez, the Olympic committee you know was like, "Oh my god, right. uh, race walking," which is still a thing. Race walking is great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, we love it. It really, it's like yeah, it's like in New York when people in the subway and they're gonna miss their train, but they don't want people to know that they're hurrying, but they're clearly hurrying, and so they are race walking. Yeah. So you just got to go heel to toe. And you have to have one foot on the ground always. At all times, yeah. And it looks like, it really looks like a catwalk, like, from voguing. Because mm-hmm. they also, like, move their hands in this, like, it's like sachet, chante. And it's like. You swing. You got to get your arms swinging to get momentum. Yeah. But also your hips. So it's, and everyone who does it is hot. They're, like, in great, I'm like, is there. Yeah, is that they're, the secret? They're in great they look fantastic. I mean, I mean, this there's a big the, the the one picture that I have. This guy's yeah. kind of nerdy looking, but all oh, right, you know, the art of race walking. Okay, there was solo synchronized swimming. <laughs> Wait, so this I didn't understand because who are you synchronizing? <gasps> the music with, with the music. So it's just swim dance. It's solo synchronized. <laughs> so, that's 
Solo synchronized swimming is a very complicated way to put it. Yeah, it should just be swim dance. All right. It was it was uh, judged on how they they dance slash swim to their selected oh, music. So totally arbitrary judging criteria, and it yeah. was only in 1992, and they got rid of. Yeah, that. I wonder how they can hear the music under. Do they have like speakers under the water? I think they do. Okay, I good. think the synchronized swimmers they have speakers underwater. Yes, yeah, so because yeah, like, hear the beat. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have beats water beats by Dre at that time. No, which. Uh, then there was pistol dueling. They don't fire each other, though. <laughs> that would um, be awesome if they did. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, yeah, because they also had... Pigeon. Pigeon shooting. I forgot about that. Yeah, from also the fuck-ups of the 1900 Olympics is that they had live pigeon shooting, which became this, like... At first, you're like, okay, I go, like, hunting or whatever. But, like, by the time, like, the 300th or 400th pigeon got shot... Just the, like, yeah, can you imagine the, like, field where they're doing this event? People were like, oh, no. They were like, you might be sitting in this splash zone. And they were like, I thought you meant water. Just a field covered with dead pigeons, just hundreds of them. Although New Yorkers are like, hmm, we need to to bring that back. (laughs) Yeah, the winner winner of that game killed 25 pigeons during his, like, minute. So the pistol dueling... It was in 1906 and then 1912, Stockholm. They shot at, like, very realistic-looking mannequins with targets painted on their chest. Wait, did they have to do, like, ten paces, or they just got to shoot a pistol? Um, They, you would shoot it from, like, different distances. Oh, because you should have to do the ten paces and turn and And then turn around. You'd have to slap them with a glove, (laughs) and then, like. Yes, he's slapping the mannequin. Yeah. Sad demands satisfaction. I challenge you to a duel. Challenge you to a duel. Now they, yeah, they have paper targets. There's also the rope climb. Is it speed climb? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was up a 14 Uh, meter. 50 foot rope. They're judging on time and style. Yeah, which I would have. (laughs) beasted at that I am so good at climbing ropes it is like not even funny they need to bring it back probably some like seven foot tall weird rope climbing specialist me who would just crush it I (laughs) is I I would do it with style I would wear glitter that's funny the style component of your rope climb yeah yeah this is what I meant when I was like I don't understand how nations can get upset about the metal count because it's like Yeah. Well, because it's it, it's it's climb. more they get upset about not the metal count. I think they get embarrassed and like having the metal is basically the antithesis of like embarrassment mm. for your nation. Okay. Yes. Uh, there was. All oh, right. So we got the plunge got for plunge, distance. Plunge for distance. That was the float. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, the live pigeon shooting, which we talked about. There also is there was uh, stag shooting. But not with live stags. Okay, they I was had like, like what? very fast moving stag targets that would like <laughs> like shoot across, and you'd have to like did, did, pick them just off. Just bachelors, you had to shoot single men. What? Yeah. Well, and then the the oldest uh, gold medal winner ever, actually. Oh, he was like seventy, right? He was sixty. Uh, who was he? Was from Nordic country? From some Nordic country? He would he be would, like. Uh, 
Yeah, it might have been Swiss or Icelandic or something. But he, yeah, at 60, entered the Olympic Games in like the early 1900s and won stag shooting and then proceeded to win gold medals over like the next like three Olympics. So it's just some guy who was, I guess, a lifelong stag hunter <laughs> who then was like, all right, they made my thing in Olympic sport. That's great. He's like, yes. He's like, I just do this to live. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool if they made like like web development or like music production. Well, yeah, what would your Olympic yeah. sport be? Yeah, I mean, you'd want to pick something that's specifically tailored to what you do, though. I ask right. you, what, like, if anything could be an Olympic sport, what would it be? Yeah, you'd have to, it'd be like a, a triathlon, but you have to, like, first produce a song, then you have to do a rings workout, ah. and then you have to make a website. Ooh, foreshadowing! <laughs> For this weekend. Kind of. <laughs> That'd be it. And I'd probably be pretty good at those. But. Yeah. <laughs> I thought back, to, I'm like, throw back to last week, be like, who can order drugs on the deep web the fastest? There you go. There was this big thing to make pole dancing an Olympic sport, which y'all, it's... Were you excited? Well, at the time, mm -hmm. yes. This was in, I think in 2010. People were like, make it an Olympic sport. And I was like a fresh, a fresh like pole dancer at that time. It's an international sport too, right? Oh, yeah, it's all over the place. But I really don't want it to be an uh, Olympic thing now because then it would – then, like, not so many people would enter. Like, gymnastics, if you just want to do gymnastics, like, for funsies when you're younger, it's, like, so hard to find – maybe now not as much, but, like – No, it's still crazy. It's so hard to find – like, if you're like, no, I just want to have fun – like, if you're not good at it, I guess they're like, you should do something different. We don't want to coach you. And if you are good at it, they're like, the pressure's on, bitch. You I know? think even if you're not that good at it, they're just like, all right, we've got training at 6 a.m., four days a week. Yeah. Start for your, like, <laughs> six-year-old. Like you're going to be on the travel team, so you're going to have to go out of state, like, four times a month, every weekend. And, like, yeah, it's like kids who are, like, pretty good at soccer get on the travel team, and it's like... A 12-year-old doing games, like, out of state. It yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. Because I think it... Well, soccer is unique because FIFA is its own thing. We'll talk about that in the soccer episode. But, uh... <laughs> but, but yeah, out, same thing. Shout out to Pablo. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, Olympics... Like, yeah, gymnastics is, like... I think whatever the International Gymnastics Association. Yeah, probably. You know, the one that doctor worked for. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they make it very serious. All right, so you didn't want, you thought it would take the fun out of pole dancing. Well, now, now I'm, you know, knowing, knowing more about the Olympics, I'm like, oh, yeah, it would be so hard to, like, like, all the fun, like, studios and stuff, there wouldn't be that. It would be, like, one of those or something. And but they'd be filled with 14-year-olds and very, like, aggressive parents. Let me just put it this, this way. Aerial arts is not an Olympic sport, and it's super fun. Ring, gymnastics rings, mm -hmm. you never see performed. You never see it in an artistic way because it's, like, been so, I guess, like, there's a code of points and everything. But maybe this weekend you'll get to see <laughs> yes. uh, an artistic yeah. rings performance. I'm surprised there aren't more, like, yeah, nightclub adoptions of elements of gymnastics. Balance beams. There's a lot of, like, contortion and, like, the rhythmic gym gymnastics. Yeah, that's true. Because... The dance, that's, the dance part. That's of it. a silly yeah. Olympic event that's 
that's still going series. on. I mean, it's it's inc- those uh, like uh, competitors are insane. What they can, what they do, it's wild. Yeah. So a lot of silly sports have come and gone, and then there's right like snowboarding just got added like a couple Olympics ago. Yeah. Um, and there was like I remember when it happened, there was all this pushback on it, and this like it was scandalous. And they're like, oh my god, the the snowboarders are all smoking weed, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny though. Weed is like a they say is a performance enhancing drug, and I'm like. No, it's not. Yeah. Like, you should get, like, additional points if you're high. Like, they should have, like, a high Olympics. You also can lose for pseudephedrine. Oh, that makes sense, though. That's oh, very speedy. Yeah, we didn't talk about dressage, like, dressage riding either. What? That's, like, a, a for fun sports, right? The one where, like, horse dancing is, I think, called dressage, where, like, the horse dressage. has to... Dressage. Okay. Where the horse has to, like... The idea is to make it look like the human is not even controlling the horse and the horse is just doing these fancy steps. Like, yeah, and they prance and then they like turn left and they turn right. Horse ventriloquism. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember it was like a recent like bronze medal winner was disqualified because the horse tested positive. They were a horse whisperer. No, the horse tested positive for, uh, what was it? It was, it was horse tranquilizers academy it wasn't it was pseudephedrine the horse which, had allergies which i guess they put in like ointment for the horse like painkillers or whatever but so the horse tested positive yeah that's what for painkiller use no no pseudephedrine is like a stimulant like oh. that's why it's behind the counter now like the good there's like the the crap pseudophed and then you have to like give them your idea if you want like the good stuff oh i didn't even know yeah, it's like a an ingredient in in meth. Oh, yeah. okay. So that horse was all hopped up. It was on. on it was on okay. meth. Yeah. Well then, clear cheaters. They deserve <laughs> cheater, not cheater. to win the dressage. How dare? <laughs> but there's a there is a dark side to the Olympics. Well, it's a, because it's any international global event. There's like politics has been enmeshed in it a lot. Ooh. Yeah, it has. <laughs> I just, I, I just put the, the camera. Move the camera. Even, you're even further off. I'm, I'm going to move in a little closer. I wanted okay. them to see your Team USA show. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, for those listening to this on the podcast, uh, I have a Team USA singlet yep. on. Yeah. So I, look like a, I look like a gymnast. And Ariel's dressed like a nice skater. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're saying the well, we're going to talk about I guess major political events, but these things like you can read the Wikipedia and we'll do a better job summarizing these. Like, no, we're going to do a better events. job. Okay. Oh my god, shut up! Right. But don't, oh, don't, don't make them tune out. All right, let's start with the Nazi well, Olympics. In whoa, no, I just want to give a general, just real quick, like so having the Olympics in people in this in your city, you know, uh, country, country and city, it. It's presented as, like, a great thing because it'll bring tourism and stuff like that and, like, promote love for your country, the, the you know, the host country. Yes. But a lot of times it's – the countries aren't prepared. All the building – you know, they have to build these, like, giant yeah, and Olympic you never villages. Use, you, you never, never use the stuff again. And they have to pay for them, too. The Olympic Committee doesn't really help. So – I think in I've heard that when you know the the more recent Even participating the athletes don't get paid. I heard that the like, more recent Olympics in Greece 
is partially responsible for their economic downfall because they hadn't finished paying for the stadium that they built. Well, yeah, probably. So good luck, Los Angeles in 2028. Hope you ready. Yeah, because do you know that they it's already decided for like the, up until then? Yeah, they announced it like like eight to ten years out. Yeah. And then who is it? Abu Dhabi, Dubai gets the next uh, the next Summer Olympics. I thought Tokyo with their well, Tokyo skip. got delayed. Okay. Oh, maybe Tokyo will get to do it this. I think Tokyo is the summer. Okay. Tokyo yeah. is going to do the summer. They're like, we built the thing. We, they built, yeah, they built a ton of shit probably. During Corona. How dare yeah. you? Yeah. The the athletes don't really get paid unless, unless you're, I think, in like a communist country, I'm assuming. Please don't kill me. Still not well, I don't think. It just isn't, it really I is. I mean, that's like your job. You'll get killed if you don't. For a famous person, it's probably the least glamorous lifestyle. Um, in, in, in the U.S., uh, Olympic Olympic weightlifters. I know Olympic weightlifters, but now that I'm thinking about it, like, yeah, figure skaters and gymnastics, gymnasts too, like, you don't get paid anything. You have to pay all of it yourself. And the governing, your, like, governing sport organization is super shitty to you. <laughs> and really cares about your image. Yeah, so we'll get into that with the Tanya Harding, Nancy Carey. And... You know, the Olympic weightlifting thing, too, not just the doping, but, like, there's this whole controversy over, like, bar slamming or not and, like, the renegade lifters. In the Olympics? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, in the nationals, I guess, going up to the Olympics, there's, like, some disqualifications because of bar slamming, which is, like, a new thing. Oh, because they do it on... It's funny because I was watching, like, the Rio, like, games, right? Yeah. And they're, like, they just have, like, a parquet floor that they've, like, put out in this, like, on this platform. No, it's just, a special like, floor. It's a special, like, uh, flexible wood floor. I'm sure. I'm just saying. It looks like. And they, you're <laughs> supposed to follow the bar down. So you, you know, when okay. it's overhead, you're supposed to, like, follow it down. But there are some lifters that are, like, fuck yeah. And they're, like, huh. And they, like, put extra into it oh and well, that's just rude recently that became like a banned thing but then there's this guy john north who i don't think he ever made it to the olympics um he said that he was being like specifically targeted for bar slamming and then accused of steroid use okay i was gonna talk about the nazi olympics okay let's talk about the nazi counted with the most boring controversy about weightlifting. sorry um not sorry yeah, I mean, there's... Okay, Nazi Olympics. Right? This is that uh, lots of countries wanted to boycott it, but still, like, a couple dozen countries did attend the Nazi Olympics in 1936. This was well before World War II. Where was it? Which started in, like, the early 1940s. Um, where in Germany? No, like, I just... I, Germany, I <laughs> Yeah, it was in Germany. Um, was so, like, a lot of, I mean, obviously lots of people were already unhappy with the Nazis because they were super racist and Were they, like, Nazis or were they just, like, the Germans at that point? No, the Hitler had taken power in, the, like, the early 30s. But were they so, called the Nazis or were they just, like, the... Yeah, the National Socialist Party. Okay, okay, okay. They were the Nazis. Okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, part of the reason that, that Hitler got voted for wasn't that the Germans were were super racist they were like okay he's super racist but he like he had like a 
prior to Hitler, they had a really ineffectual government. Yeah. That like kept fucking up and not doing stuff. Okay, well. we don't need to. We don't anyway, need to justify. I mean, just, I'm just saying why he came into power, and one of the things he did was he was like, "You need to give me emergency powers and basically be dictator." And so he was, and so the rest of the world was like, "Oh, this is really fucking bad." Yeah, and he didn't. He was not interested in the Olympics at all. He was like, "I don't care." Well, it was a propaganda effort for them. But his, they his, were like we need to. He had a social media freaking out about our plans for world domination. He had a social media guy, and that guy was like, "Look, you will get more followers and likes if you just do this thing, you know." So, and he, they had to cover up all the swastikas in the city, which is like, I mean, that's so like, you know. Yeah, but some of the (laughs) some of the triumphs is that they, the International Olympic Committee, while they let the Nazis host the Olympics, they did say that you have to allow Jewish athletes to compete because you and, guys are and, so fucking racist. And all um, races, too. Yeah, and all races. But but even, like, German-Jewish athletes, even though you're being super shitty to the, the Jews right now. Uh, so some Jewish athletes did win medals during those games. No, this is to excuse the Nazis. Don't, don't take that away from this summary. Well, let's say uh, a, sh- a shitty thing. And they very, very famously, Jesse Owens won four gold medals during that Olympics and was like, as far as like counter propaganda for like the Aryan superiority thing, he was a great counter argument that like all of that stuff was bullshit. So um, a, sh- a shitty thing to let's 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 talk some shit on uh, on Hitler. <laughs> real, real, uh, real controversial. Um, he, they were like, look, you have to shake everyone's hands if they win. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. And they were like, okay, don't shake anyone's hands then. You can't, you can't choose. It's all, it's all or nothing. He shook no one's hands. He shook no one's hands. And I mean, Jesse Owens, he did, he did win, but he, it's really, really sad. Like he was super poor after and he like had to, he raced horses like he raced against horses in the u.s to make money afterwards and actually in the um in 1968 the the black power salute olympics in mexico city that's something they they brought jesse owens back in to kind of because people were like freaking out and tommy smith who was one of the 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 black power, the black like fist. Yeah, John Carlos and Tommy Smith. Yeah. He he, you know, on the sidelines, he was like, hey, Jesse Owens, like, your your life, you know, wasn't that good. Like you're old school, you know, your life wasn't that good. You're you're not telling people of like how hard it was for you back home. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And uh But we just said it wasn't yeah, the go- the host governments aren't that great to any of the athletes no. who necessarily win the Olympics. So, you kind of forget about them a couple of years later because there are new Olympians that you can embrace yes. like 10 years later. Should we talk about uh, the 1968 Olympics? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that Olympics was, right, it was the 60s, right? Late 60s. And yeah. So just a couple months before that Olympics, the Mexican government had, had massacred and killed a couple hundred students, student protesters in this plaza. So things were like superheated in Mexico and there was a big like socialist ferment then too at the time. And then, yeah, the, the, um, were they first and second place? First and third mm-hmm. uh, place winners were two, two black Americans, uh, Tommy Smith and John Carlos. And so 
they had uh, talked with the Australian who who ran, who finished second, who was also like very into like civil rights um, about like they wanted to do a black power salute. Yeah. So they, the, and they also, so they stood on the podium without their shoes on. Yeah, I um, have, I, 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 and then I the have day of they... the, uh, they forgot to bring two sets of gloves. They had just one set of gloves. So the Australian actually came up with the idea. He was like, oh, you should each wear one glove yeah. on different it's, hands. It's that they they had these meetings to like sort of like track track team meetings. Mm-hmm. And they, they were trying to get everyone to like do a grand, mm-hmm. you know, um, in like a a big protest of some sort, or even a boycott, but no one people were like, no, we just we got our opportunity, let's go. So, like the two men had to, they had to figure it out on the road. So they were already like on their way, and they were like, okay, what did you bring? Like, what did you bring? And so one of them had beads to, like, remind people of lynching, oh, and. Okay. Yeah, I have what they had. They the Australian had a bunch of human rights medals or decorations. So they received their medals shoeless, but wearing black socks to represent black poverty. Smith wore a black scarf to represent black pride. Carlos had his tracksuit top unzipped to show solidarity oh, with blue collar workers. The whole outfit was and like, yeah, because they had they used whatever they outfit. brought and wore a necklace of beads, which he described were for the individuals that were lynched or killed. Um. It was for those thrown off the side of boats in the middle passage. The th- all three athletes wore wore uh, Olympic Project for Human Rights badges after Norman, a critic of Australia's former white Australia policy, expressed empathy with their ideas. Yeah. So as we were saying, because the governments were pretty bad to athletes to begin with, but they were especially bad to athletes who like made the games political. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, sadly, John Carlos and Tommy Smith were treated like really poorly. They were immediately like expelled from the rest of the games, uh, yeah. banished from the sport by the International Olympic Committee, um, which really like yeah, what the fuck. Um, and then when they got back to America, were basically pariahs from in the track and field community. Um, so they yeah they I saw some check in with them like 10, 20 years ago. And you know, one's like a high school track coach or something. With yeah. With former like gold medal Olympian. Yeah. I mean, they said, uh, I've heard like interviews with them and they said that they, I mean, a lot of awful, like their children were picked on, Their one of their wives committed suicide. But they said that they would have personally died, a, you know, a thousand times over or like, they would have they they wouldn't have like undone any of the stuff that they did because ultimately it it uh, brought change. Okay. They just wish that it that that had happened sooner. Let's move on to more fun. Are there any more yeah. fun scandals? Oh my god, there's so many fun scandals. There's do you okay? So if you if we want to get like super lighthearted, we can do Skategate because that's like I think the goofiest one. Let's, yeah, let's let's hear about Skategate. Yeah, it was we in. Can, we'll we'll jump around, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do Skategate because that's like the funniest one. I think it's the dumbest one. The American Soviet rivalries are. We'll talk about those after that afterwards. And yeah. Then, oh, and then we'll end. We'll end after we talk about the. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. talk about the Tanya Harding thing, and we'll end with like, 
the greatest, like the most heartwarming, like, okay. you know. You got a great plan there. All right, let's, okay. let's hear about Skate Gate. We planned this. We actually planned this <laughs> years in so advance. We, just we like, scheduled the show. Just on, like the Olympic committee. Yeah. Um, so in 2002, this was at the Winter Olympics, duh, because it's the skating scandal, right? Okay. So there's the Canadians, and they they skated like a really cute, there was like a duo couple, and they skated like a really cute uh, routine that was perfect, and then the French skated a routine, and they, they fucked up a little bit, mm-hmm. but they won gag, yeah, and the how? Canadians were like, oh, how did that happen? <laughs> and then one of the judges got drunk and in a hotel lobby and she was like, you guys, I was totally like bribed to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To inflate the score. Yeah. And this was all a ploy for, for like some French guy to gain. um, He wanted to get like a citizenship. So he was like, I'll have the, the Canadians vote for the French and the French vote for the Canadians. And like, you know, it was like this super complicated. Yeah, it went through some like Spanish, like or Spanish real estate development. Yeah, it was wild. And, <laughs> and then yeah. they made they. Ooh, it was that crazy. <laughs> they took the gold. They took the um, silver medal away from the Canadians, and the Canadians were like, "That was our medal. We won that. It had our names on it." They took it away, and then they. They said, no one gets silver. You share the gold with the French people. And the French don't like to share. So that was a real fun Mm. situation. And then I think all the judges were, like, fired. So, yeah. It was really really silly. Uh, My my mom, shout out, shout out, Anne of Chelsea, sent me a Robin Williams, like, comedy stand-up thing from – like a while about ago. About Skategate? About Skategate. And it actually is kind of funny because he was like, you know, <laughs> he's like, oh, the French, they fuck up how like life. We give the medal to them, which is basically, nice. yeah, there you go. So Skategate, super funny. Yeah. So I'll tell you about the, the U.S.-Soviet rivalry. This is like during the Cold War. So Ooh. in, uh, and I guess it goes, it goes both ways at least, although it's kind of unfair to everyone involved. But so in uh, in 1972, they introduced basketball in 36 in the Olympics. And the U.S. Yeah. fucking just dominated. That um, was when it was in Germany. Year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the U.S. crushed in Germany. You're right. And then from then on. So in 72, the U.S. again, like, cruises to the tournament. But finally, like, the rest of the world is sort of getting good at basketball. And the Russians, this is of the Cold War, are like trying to compete hard in everything. So the Russians yeah. make it to the final. Or I guess it's the Soviets make it to the final. And uh, they actually like have a really good team and they actually led during most of the game. Uh, and also the rules are a little bit different in uh, international basketball versus like NBA. So it, it helps other teams that maybe have people who can't fucking dunk uh, like monsters. Uh, which the U.S. could. Also, the U.S. wasn't sending professional athletes back then. They were sending, like, college athletes. Can I just say, I'm just picturing the Space Jam song playing yeah. ever since you started talking I about know, this. As you should. Um, yeah, so the Dream Team was in 94, and that's when the U.S. started sending professional athletes to play basketball. Like Bugs Bunny and... 
<laughs> and so just just totally dominated the Olympics even more than they had. But prior to that in 72, the U.S. was still the better team. Uh, they, they like, caught up and got ahead. And, like, with three seconds left, they were up by a point. Um, and then all, cha- like, the, like, chaos broke out, and there was all this confusion. And then for really no good reason that anyone can still explain, the Soviets got... They inbounded the ball and missed the basket. And then the refs brought them back to do it again. And they inbounded the ball and missed. And then the refs gave them a third attempt and motioned to the defender to back off from the guy who was inbounding the ball. Who went, ah. He was down the court and then the Soviets scored and they won. Get and off. it's regarded in the Soviet Union, they call it the golden pass. And are like, oh, that guy, he was, wow, how skillful that he like. And everybody else like, yeah, so the 1972 U.S. men's basketball team still has never accepted their silver medals. Um, and the International Olympic Committee ruled they had to unanimously accept the medals. Uh, they unanimously <laughs> said that they would not. Uh, one guy finally a couple years ago was like, look, my wife really wants the medal to show to our kid. Uh, so nice. I guess I, I'd like to get the medal. And then everyone else was like, nope. And the kid was like, it's only a silver? Like, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> How? Uh, but the U.S., I mean... It's not that the U.S. got their revenge because the U.S. didn't have to cheat to do it, uh, but the U.S. then really upset the Soviets by winning in hockey, which the Soviets were very dominant in hockey. In 1980, it was called the Miracle on Ice, uh, and that was actually a fair win. And it's worthwhile like, going back and watching Isn't on YouTube. is like a movie based on that? There is an entire movie based on it. Like yeah. the Mighty Ducks or something? Not the same movie, <laughs> but similar plot, actually. Um but yeah, the U- the U.S. has this insane come from behind victory in the final minute of the of the finals of the Olympics and wins in 1980, and the Soviets, of course, were like, "Oh, well, you cheated because of basketball." And in, in that's 72. so 80s, like literally, that just sums up the whole decade. Like it does right there. It really does the back and forth between the Soviets and the Americans. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's the the rivalry continues to this day. Uh, because Russia is banned from the next Olympics for Yes, doping. and the last Olympics too, pretty much, and which had a, yeah. a huge effect on Olympic weightlifting, which I see, uh, Conrad, who we'll talk about, do not worry. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all my knowledge of the Olympics, so you have the floor. What else, what else are you going to tell us about? Well, there's, there's a, the, the doping, the doping, the Russian doping scandal. Okay. Should we talk about that? Yeah, what we'll do they do? That. What they do? They um, they uh, gave their hot, ath- hot swap their, in the urine. They gave their athletes steroids. So many steroids. But then they right in Sochi, right? They like then they just have like a hole in the wall and the, the guy. Yes. Like, here's so this guy. Di- here's dirty urine. Yeah. Here's I take clean. clean. I take clean. I drink. I drink. No one find. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one tests my urine. No we, tests. Okay. Okay. we okay. We okay. Yeah. So. Rachenkov is the guy. Uh, yeah, he's the he's the the uh, fake the real fake Wada. Wada is the World mm-hmm. Anti Doping Association agency. Okay. Fun fact: the U.S. has their own anti doping agency. 
Which actually does care about Dopamine. Yeah, they care like so aggressive. much about uh, the U.S. not being on steroids. She that said an, an American weightlifter will post a new personal best on Instagram. Yeah. And, and the American anti-doping agency shows up at their house the next day. Yeah, they'll be like, knock, knock, here's a cup, <laughs> want to pee in it? Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah, they really care about it. And that's why, that's why the U.S. sucks in Olympic weightlifting. Like, we are so, so far below but you know what, though? I want to see, like, a 12-year-old Asian girl lift, like, 900 pounds over her head. Like, oh, like I don't care. Like, I'm like, yeah. yes, queen. We need to be doing that to our athletes, too. Um, yeah, Because you look at ours, and you're like, wow, they're really strong. And then you're like, oh, their, like, personal record is, like, what China is, like, warming up with. Like, it's – it is wild. But uh, – so, yeah – uh, Vertenko, mm. he was, yeah, I, I guess um, he was hired by the Russian government to dope s- several years before this whole thing started. And he almost got caught and he got so upset he like com- almost committed suicide and he went to a mental hospital and then he got out. And then WADA like didn't know about this at all. So they were like, hey, want to come to the... <laughs> Want to come to the uh, Olympics um, and kind of, like, check out what we're doing? So the World Anti-Doping Association hired the head of the Russian doping program. Yeah, and they didn't know that he had, like, like literally almost been arrested and, like, almost, like, was kind of crazy and depressed and, like, had this whole history. They didn't look into that. They didn't background check him at all, which I'm like, you're drug testing, but you're not... Not to throw off the story, but how do they decide what's a banned substance versus, like, what's an okay supplement? Oh. Because, like, creatine's okay, right? But then, like, yeah, certain cre- things are not. Because, okay, this is the simplest way that I can explain it, because I could go into a whole a okay. whole thing about this. If it doesn't affect you hormonally, like, uh, like a, a steroid is, like, a something that affects your hormones and your hormones are like your body's um, uh, messengers. Like they tell your body to do stuff and your body doesn't. Steroids could potentially have bad health impacts is like the reason for why you shouldn't be able to do them. Oh no, they give you like a super unfair advantage. Like they, here's the, here's a real short answer. They work 100% of the time. Yeah, I get, but like it'll have like, you know, potential, like, bad health effects later in your life is why they, like, don't want everybody doing it? No, I think there's just this, like, they don't want any... They don't... Well, because if if one person is doing them, their thing is, like, all or nothing. Like, everyone... They're, like, we, we don't want to give anyone, like, an unfair advantage. Because it's, like, the difference of someone on steroids and not is, like, wild mm. for, like, any sport. Like, track and field. Like, in fact, the the whistleblower on this story was a Russian track and field person whose times went up like, or down, I guess, crazy. Um, okay. So they yeah. work. They work really well and they work really fast. But and they you don't, can't just like come off them and then be like, they're, are they addictive? I mean, psychologically. Okay. Because <laughs> you're like, I'm so much stronger. They're addicted to huge gains. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. So if you're doing... I'm just trying to get to why it inherently... I know it's like cheating because it's like against the rules, but why is it against the rules? The why? Place? Because it works. That's the thing. Like, you can take supplements. They're, they're like supplemental. Yeah. But like... But training in like, you know, with like an oxygen tent or whatever and like... Well, you're not allowed to inject your own blood. That's what Lance Armstrong got yeah. in trouble for, oxygenating his blood. <laughs> don't uh, inject your blood. You're, you're on blood. I don't want to get – you're on your – you're high on your own you're, blood. You're on blood. I don't, I don't want to get sidetracked from this. But, yeah, from a – I'm giving you, like, three the, answers the and you're not accepting. Yeah, I guess I'm like, well, they should just allow it. It's just how – it's not – Different from like no, because, training techniques. No, it's or, not. No, because they work so freaking well. Like, okay. like they will legit. Because okay, so if you take like an anabolic steroid, it will mm -hmm. tell your body grow, mm -hmm. grow right now. And you, yes, like if you don't lift or like do your sport, you might just get kind of like fat or whatever. But like, if you if you do the same amount of work that you were doing before, it like it's like miracle grow. Like. Yeah you'll get way more, like, stronger and muscular and, like, you won't get tired as much. And it's just, like, wild, like, how much you'll improve. And so they would have to make everyone be on it or not. Because uh, the Olympics, all they're all about fair and the rings. Okay. Look at the rings. They use it. They're intertwined. Does know? represent... The countries. <laughs> right? It's and, five continents. Or continents, yeah. Yeah. It's about love. Steroids. Not about love. I don't know. But... Yeah, creatine, it it will supplement you, but like if you don't work out or you don't do like it'll it'll kind of help your workout go better, but it's not gonna it's not gonna make you build extra muscle like okay. while you while you sleep. Like testosterone literally is or things of that nature, synthetic testosterone literally is like build build the things now. <laughs> like okay, um, so yeah, they work really well. There's my ad cancel or ad campaign for steroids. So, um, uh, what was I saying before? Before you, before you derailed this dope train. Sorry, I was trying to look up what the the rings actually mean. We didn't talk about. Okay, it. you're really you're really distracting me. Right. I need to take steroids to help me stay it, focused. Does it help you recover faster? Or it just makes your muscles grow? Everything. All of it. Yes. Okay. Everything. It's better, know, faster, stronger. You know a ton of CrossFit people who've taken steroids. Oh, my God. Yeah. I. Okay. Yes. All right. Got it. I do. So. So, okay. So, Ruchenkov, right, he's like, he's been hired by WADA because they don't want steroids in the. And they're. Olympic. Super gullible. And it's also, this is in, so it's going to be in Sochi, so it's like on home, home turf for him, basically. Yeah. And they're like, well, you're, you're Russian, so like, don't you want to like see how good we're preventing, um, you know, cheating? And, he's and like, oh, I'm going to give so many He's like, yeah, I would love to help with this. Athletes. Well, actually, he's kind of threatened a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, you know, they, the, like, prime minister was like, yo... If you don't do Putin. this, yeah, Putin, he's Putin. like, I'll kill you. <laughs> so he was like, oh boy, okay. So he went in and he was like, oh, actually, Wada like talks a big game, but they're they're not really like he's like I could easily like hack this system. So he figured out how to make these cocktails that were you wouldn't detect them, mm -hmm. um, and he would give it to the athletes in 
different like alcohol. He was like, okay, you're gonna drink like vodka and like the steroids. Which they and- say is pretty much what's going on everywhere anyway. Yeah. All the other mm-hmm. countries are basically just a step ahead of WADA. And so like even if WADA like develops a good test to detect a certain like hormone or like steroid, they'll just develop like some new version of it. They can't yeah. detect it. And there's OEs. Carrying someone's pee with you, which a lot of countries just do. Oh, and then there's just use the classic steroids that are easily detected in a urine test, but swap the pee. Yeah. Always carry extra pee, which I think that's what China does. <laughs> Definitely doing something. Yeah. Because their, their athletes are, like, freaking amazing. Like, they're so good. Maybe it is their hard training. I don't know. But their hard training is so hard that, like, Americans couldn't. Like, you watch Lu Jin, who's, like, their... Their boy, Olympic weightlifter, 77 class, and he's, like, a beast. Like, his training is, like, insane. The Chinese weightlifting team is known for, like, their accessory exercises. So they do – they train their main lifts, and then they're, like, here's, like, millions of accessory exercises that we do Mm -hmm. that would just, like, destroy someone. Like, you just would be sore and, like, just in pain and, like, injured all the time. Well, if you do that for a couple years, I guess, maybe you get really strong. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, watch their training videos with uh, – watch, like, Hook Grip it has really good videos of their training. It's really cool. When did steroids become an issue? I don't know. Bro. This isn't the steroid. You're going to distract okay. me. I'm okay, trying to sorry. tell about Rachekov. Oh, my God. All right. Let's, let's, we'll do let's a steroid episode. He swapped the pee. So he went in. He, like – this is what he would do. He would – get tipped off by the because like the russian government people they were like working they were like the the ushers or whatever okay so oh hey it's alex it's other yeah, alex so what's up we're talking about uh the olympics and steroids <laughs> tell. we're talking about the olympics yeah so yeah okay uh, so yeah so um he'd be the doping program the tamper proof vials I oh yeah so he figured th- out how to just open them very carefully. So there are these vials that are like, you can't open them, you can't swap anything out. And then within like two seconds, like some Russians got in there and they were like, whoop, look at this. It's like when they give you a wristband at a festival. Yeah. And you like figure out how, how to, to get like it squeeze off. Your, your wrist out of it. Yeah, yeah. To like give it to your friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's 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 what they would do. And then if there were, he would get like a little like list of all the athletes that needed swapping and then he would like swap it out. Um, so like that went great. But then there was a whistleblower, this, oh, God, I forget her name. I'm sorry. His, his is the only cool one that you need to, that you need to know. Uh, she's a track and field athlete, and she had been let down by her government and the system because she had been doping, and she was being a good little, like, proletariat track and field athlete. But they... Yeah. Oh, but she got married. She fell in love with an anti-doping agent (laughs) and they uh, started treating her really shitty after that. And they kind of, yeah, they they said that her scores were inconsistent, like Russia did. So they they kicked her off the team and her coach said, you know what, you should just still keep doping, though, because then we'll get you back on the team Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, things will be okay." But then she got caught. She was, like, one of the only athletes who got caught because, like, WADA would go around and test people who weren't in the Olympics mm. as well, like, just to, you know, make sure. <laughs> and, and her, like, inside agent didn't protect her. Right. 
So she was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on oh, Oprah." Oh, so Russia, Russia yeah. basically like tricked her into getting caught, so that they could then yes. just like kick her and be like, "Exactly, oh, everyone kidding her." Yep, and so, so she and went to kind of instead, she yeah, everybody. she went on Oprah. I don't, I don't know if she did, but she she wrote like a tell-all thing, and then yeah, shit hit the fan, and <laughs> Jankov had to like come to America. He had, he did have like a boy in Los Angeles, and he was like, "You gotta help me, dude!" Like. Because that Rachinkov escaped to the U.S. Yeah. yeah, because his his boy in Los Angeles was like, I want to write a documentary on steroids. Also, I want to do some. And Rachinkov like needed a distraction, so he was like, Sure, I'll like make you some cocktails. And his LA his LA bro like saved him. I like how when I read about the doping cocktails, I always assume they meant like a drug cocktail of like mixing different drugs. But <laughs> literally what, it a was cocktail. Literally a cocktail. It was like vodka with like. That made it work better, I guess. He's like, this is like a, yeah, a daiquiri with some, like, horse steroids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he also, he published a paper, too, on this other steroid on, like, how to detect it to throw everyone off his trail. Because he didn't use that steroid in his cocktail. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a smart dude. Sounds like a pretty good chemist. He's still here. We can go hang out with him if we find out, you know. He probably has a different name by now. Yeah. Witness Protection Program. Bro Tankov. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the red ring is both Americas. Oh, the Olympic <laughs> rings. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were talking about a steroid, the red yeah. ring. Green is Australia. Black is Africa. Yellow is Asian. And... Blue is the ocean. Blue is Europe. Oh. No, and Antarctica, the does ocean? Not, Antarctica does not have an Olympic team. And in the Rio Olympics, they actually had a refugee team. So Wait, refu- Antarctica refugees. did? No. Oh. The IOC oh. put together a refugee team. Oh, oh. Olympics for people who don't have a country. I thought you said, I was like, who's a refugee in Antarctica? That's like no, they, one guy. I mean, they probably have a great bobsled team. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. The Jamaican bobsled team. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you've seen the movie Cool Runnings, it's actually a pretty accurate depiction of the Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. Um, yeah, they decided they wanted to field a bobsled team, and you can. Uh, but they had a defective bobsled, so the the brake on the bobsled broke during their final run, and they did, like... In the movie Cool Runnings, they used footage from their actual Olympic Yeah. Run. People helped them, too, I heard. Like, people were, like, showed them how to... <laughs> like use the bobsled. They had a Canadian coach played by John Candy, um, who like taught them how to bobsled. But then, yeah, they had donors like donated like money for them to get like a modern bobsled. But I guess they didn't give them quite enough money because uh, yeah. the brakes weren't good. Yeah, they were like, damn. Yeah, it is. It is a very good opportunity for like there are some great like kind of yeah heartwarming stories. Oh, there's of, like, like a guy Olympics. who like for. What he for forfeited his gold medal because like uh, it was a sailboat race and things were going bad. Sailing is in the Olympics, and there yeah. was a this veteran sailor who'd won a bunch of golds who was like well regarded as like a you know he was the dude. Uh, yeah, the water is really choppy, and multiple other sailboats capsized, and so that guy caring about the safety of the other people like went back and like picked them up and like helped them fix their boats Aww, instead so of instead of going for the gold. Um, yeah, there's, there's like a bunch of like, I don't know, cute stories around there. Do you want to talk about Tanya Harding, Nancy yes. Kerrigan, and then we'll end on a heartwarming story? Yes. Okay. Start figuring out what your heartwarming story is going to be. I don't have one. We're going to go with yours. But uh, what? No. Tanya Harding, Portland's own, 
Yes. Portland, Oregon, yes. Where, where I did live for about for half a year. Yeah, and shout out, shout out, Evan, your little, yeah. little brother. Shout out my little brother Evan, who grew up in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, and who stu- who studied the nineteen sixty eight Olympics in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna tell him to to listen and watch this because we we shouted him out. So yeah. what up? Uh, so yeah, Tanya Harding. She started skating when she was three years old because she saw the ice and she was like, "Wow, I want to do that." And uh, she was a natural and her she could she could watch something and just like do it and her mother wanted to get her a coach but the coach when she was five the coach said I don't I don't coach honey I don't coach children <laughs> honey and her mom was like she's a prodigy no the mother t- told her skate circles around the coach until she coaches you <laughs> nice and it worked um, Nancy's mother was an alcoholic and she's very verbally and physically abusive to her. And she would, she would tell her that she wasn't good enough. She would cr- critique her skating. Tanya's mom or Nancy's mom? Tanya's mom. Okay, Tanya's mom. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about Tanya. Got it. What do you, did Nancy, I say Nancy? Yeah. Oops, we're talking about Tanya. This is the Tanya part. Okay. So the point is, Tanya, rough upbringing. Yeah. But her mother did pay, you know, make her all of her skate costumes. Her mom didn't and believe in her. Was, and, uh, yeah. Nancy know, Kerrigan, kind of a golden girl. Things a lot easier. No, her, no, right? no. She was a blue, blue collar. Blue blood. Um, oh, I thought she was from like Cape Cod or something. She's, she was like, she was poor though. Oh, okay. Yeah. She oh, was, these are both like. They are, but, but <laughs> Nancy Kerrigan gets painted as. Uh, upper because the media, as we know, they love to like you know. So they're like uh, Tanya trash. Yeah, they pitted like the scrappy Tanya Harding, like she was like smaller and feisty and a power power. No, they said she was and big. emotional. They said she was big and had like thick thighs and she was a monster, and that Nancy was like a beautiful angel. Like I, you know, okay. just Nancy Kerrigan, a little bit taller. Poised, I thought I thought it was from all American. Like, yeah, from the Northeast, not from... But she was, but she was so poor. <laughs> poor, too. Okay. Like, that's the thing. She just was, like, an American darling, and she, like, they both worked really hard, but, you know, I guess um, Tanya was, she was, uh, you know, in one of the interviews, because she had, like, a truck and, like, a big dog, but she was abused, and her, she was, you know, molested by, like, her brother and, like, her dad. Not her dad, actually. Her dad... He just kind of was lame and, like, didn't help out with anything. She was just, you know, she she's like, yeah, you get a big truck and a big dog to protect yourself. Yeah. So she was seen as this, and she she was seen as this, like, thug. And she had these really big muscular thighs for her size, which was very tiny. But they were like, look at her legs. She's a monster. So we'll we'll play it during this Saturday during rape review. Yeah. Uh, but but there is a uh, it's from uh, before the whole uh, yeah like like uh, attack on uh, Nancy Kerrigan or whatever. But there's Tanya Harding skating in I guess like the U.S. Championships, and she gets really excited for herself. It's very yeah, cute. it's so cute. She lands like the first like, American like triple, triple axel. First, yeah, first. Second woman in the world to land mm-hmm. a triple axel, first American, and is like, you see her on the ice, and she's like, yes, she's like, super and then she's psyched. like, Whoop! 
Because yeah. the the figure skating um, commission or whatever, they're the same people who they must do like toddlers and tiaras because they sound, <laughs> they're like, you have to smile the whole time and you can't, yeah. you can't show emotion. You like points for congeniality. Yeah. yeah. And like you're. They want you to be a real ice queen. They do. <laughs> And uh, and and yeah, Tanya had like tiny teeth, and she needed to get them like fixed <laughs> veneers because they were too uh-huh. tiny. But they didn't they didn't like her costumes. They said her costumes were like garish because you know her mom made they were like like sequins and they weren't like like you you actually watch it and it, it's like the most subtle differences though. It's like yeah. she had like an aqua blue skating skirt. They were like and you're like. They and were like, like Nancy Kerrigan had like a white skirt. It's like they who were, cares? Yeah. They were like Mich- Michelle Visage, <laughs> circa like the middle of Drag Race, like okay. circa like season eight. It's kind of a deep cut reference for our, our listeners. <laughs> okay. They're very very critical. Okay. Um, but they 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 liked Nancy Kerrigan because they t- said that she was beautiful and graceful and like. You know, they were really gunning for her. She had all these. Tanya Harding. She had "Wild Thing" by Tone Loke. Yes, final song in the long program, which is so dope. Yeah, it's like, come on. I guess at the time it was like, I'm playing hip hop. Yeah, hip hop ice skater. It's like, and she did like the Jaws. Like it's 1991. Yeah, one four was the. Okay, she's like it's 1991. Playing some hip hop, yeah, <laughs> and, it's and like this bitch wild thing, yeah. Let's get let's get crunk in this rink, yeah. Let's get crunk in this that rink, and like the Phantom of the Opera theme, and yeah. Some, like Stephen Sondheim, like yeah. movie soundtrack, some, like stuff. Jaws, yeah. She's like, so, I'm a raptor. Anyway, well, so yeah, so that's that's kind of yeah. setting it up, and then so she had wanna, this. Do you want to talk about the whole the whole kneecapping? Yeah, because it wasn't her. She didn't plan no. it. Or her, did she? Her shitty ex-husband? If we were a true crime pod, we'd be like, or did she? It was her yeah. ex. So Jeff. If you think you've got a shitty ex, imagine one who assaults your Jeff Jeff Galuli. Yeah. Galuli. Yeah, right? Galuli. So the so the figure skating um oh hey, hey, hey Pixel. Pixel slash drag jester. What up? We're yeah. talking about Tanya Harding. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so so Galuli. So He's like, I know it's gonna win back my girlfriend. Well, no, no, the the <laughs> figure wife. skating thing was like you. <laughs> they were like, you best get you best get married if you want to like succeed because it doesn't look good that you not married. So she got she got back with U.S. figure skating was like, you should get back with your ex husband. Yeah, they're like, you're not gonna go to the Olympics if you not. Uh, oh, I don't protect your kneecaps. We didn't watch I Tanya because we wanted we wanted an unjaundiced eye. Okay. For this, but afterwards tonight it's on. We have it downloaded. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah. So Galuli, while telling people that he's going to do this, I guess. No, it was Steve, Steve. Sean. It was Sean. Oh, so Sean. Sean was this like wannabe thug. He was like, I know a guy, but he didn't know any guys at all. He didn't. And they were like, he was yeah. Um, Je- Jeff was like, do this for me. Are the Olympics happening? And I'm not aware. That's well. Right now they are, and this this Saturday the Olympics are happening. Um, you know, sometimes we just pick a theme because there's certain documentaries yeah. and things we want to learn about. Yeah, so. but this Saturday we're doing this our Saturday own Olympics. We are doing our own mini Olympics, and then yeah. I think probably we said the Olympics will probably will be on 
This summer? This summer, maybe. If if we if we pray. Rescheduled Olympics. Please, Zeus. Yeah, you've just vaccinated the Olympic Village. Oh, yeah, we didn't get to this factoid. Just to put it in there. They go through thousands of condoms in the Olympic Village. Every, yes. There, I read a New York Times story about it. They, uh, yeah. They're, they're just, yeah, super sexy times. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, like, picturing... It's like summer camp, I think, but for, like, other athletes around the world. Like, oh, like that are normally, like, on the in the public eye, they're kind of shoved into a box, and they're, like, in the Olympic Village, they're like, let's go out of that yeah, box. I guess so. Yeah. Yes. I heard about that. Yeah, so uh, the pipe, the, uh, right, so... Sean, bodyguard. Yeah, bodyguard Sean, Sean bodyguard is like... He's like, he's just the worst, but he thinks that if he does this attack, then he if he takes Nancy Kerrigan out, then he there will be a demand for like his services, and then he'll become a famous bodyguard. I said, yeah, that's very mafia thinking, though. Yeah. Yeah. So he messes up a ton of times. He like goes to stake out... Nancy Kerrigan um, at nationals or like at her home, but then he doesn't realize that she's already left for nationals. He has like the wrong ID with him. So he like can't rent a car. It's just like a hot mess. And then he, yeah, he waits at uh, like her practice at nationals and he just like whacks her right, right in the perfect area that she, that it's not terrible. Because if they had gotten, like, her hamstring, if he'd gotten her hamstring, then, like, it would have, like, shredded her muscle. And if he had gotten her kneecap, that would have been fucked. But, like. Yeah. He just kind of really, like, whacked her. And then she, <laughs> she, she does the famous, why? Why? Yeah. She doesn't say why me. Just, you know, clearing it up. Yeah, she just says why. Um, but then she. She well, so she missed. She then misses the qualifying. Yeah, because right? it was at practice for the qualifying. And Tanya Harding nails it. In she the, skates better in than the, she ever has. And you can watch that video. I think it's on Valentine's Day, February 14th. Uh, and they cut to Michelle Kwan actually, like politely clapping for her from the sidelines. Who's like after 14 skates, too. Like, Michelle I mean, Kwan yeah, is like a little baby. Young, but, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, so then they. Yeah, they they quickly figure out like people who did are it like and they confess. Um, well, she doesn't com- she she doesn't confess because she doesn't. Well, she didn't know. She so didn't. Tanya Harding wasn't. Yeah, but the the guys who did the attack confessed. But well, be, because Tanya they Harding were, and Nancy get to go to the Olympics. Basically, they were the guys who then, did it. They were telling everyone because they were so proud of it, and they like recorded all the conversations. Like yeah. Sean recorded conversations with like. And then in the Olympics, yeah. Nancy Kerrigan, now everybody feels so bad for her. And she skates really well. Wait, how does she, she get into the Olympics, right? Because oh, she didn't qualify. It's true. She didn't qualify because she missed the, the qualifying competition. And so they basically were like, Michelle Kwan, you have to wait for next Olympics. Well, there's like an arbitrary rule. They were like, yeah. They were like, you can, you have so many ahead of you, but this is our last chance. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm making a recovery. I feel great, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, there, she did press conferences. And she's like, I'm better. I'm better. And then, because the Olympics are all for PR anyway, sure, why not? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, Nancy Kerrigan then skated really well in the Olympics, and so she she did. It was great, was, and she was leading. She wore a Vera Wang, the same. Vera, she wore a Vera Wang mm -hmm. dress. Um, Famously, also one of Michelle Obama's designers. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the same that you're wearing tonight. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, Tanya Harding. For all like the excitement up. about her, had her like skate lace broke. She said, you guys, my skate, it fucked up. And they were like, they were like, Tanya, this is the last <laughs> time. Something is always malfunctioning with your wardrobe. You need to get your shit together. Also, so they you sketchy right now. They let her, you get a re-skate if your skate lace breaks. Yeah. It happens. But like, she was kind of thrown off her rhythm and like, just turned in like a kind of mediocre performance. She came in and eighth. So she came in eighth. And um, then she never skated again. But then she was played by like. No, she she definitely continued skating afterwards. Just like, became like an instructor and is like went on to have her no, career. No, no, she didn't. She yeah, she still skates. Yes, I'll show you videos of her skating since then. I need to see this. I've seen them. I need to see this. I don't believe. Um, yeah, if it's your entire life up until that point, you you definitely continue doing it. She said, "I'll never skate again, you bitch." <laughs> Um, but then, all right, so, but, but to go back to that, that, uh, the 94th Lilyhammer Olympics though. So like everybody thinks Nancy Kerrigan's going to win because she's in the lead, but then out of nowhere. Oksana Bayul, my girl. I love this girl. She she's comes great. Out, she's, she's the white swan. She the black out, swan. No, she's. A, she's black swan. No, she's Odile. Yeah. Black. Odile's a white swan. Oh, that's the black swan, right? Nope. She is the black swan who is Odile and she's wearing black. Okay. You no. Yes. Oh, maybe I saw a different recording. I saw her as a white swan. She has two pieces. She, uh, yes. All figure. Oh my God. Wires. <laughs> okay. okay. There's a short program. There's a long program. All right. Whatever. There's also a contempt. There's also a um compulsory. There's like a compulsory where you have to, you have to actually like skate figures, which is what figure skating is named out, where you have to trace basically letters with your skates. And so <laughs> I love you. Yeah, you have to. You're like, I and they're like, is that in uppercase or in lowercase? They do that. So she her um, Oksana's first program was the black swan Odile. And she does do a dying swan at the end. But it's fucking awesome. Um, and then her she's she was the last to skate on both programs. Her last one is like a medley of show tunes and she's wearing this amazing like pink and white like fluffy outfit and it's like so cute and it's also to to like these really campy like show tunes. She does like my favorite things and stuff like that and um, Nancy Kerrigan had been known for doing sort of show tune -y, like but more like beautiful like romantic ones and so I think one of the announcers is like Oksana Bayul is, you know, like from the Ukraine, is dancing to show tunes like right after Nancy Kerrigan and she's fucking nailing it. Like, what a world, what a world. Um, so yeah, Oksana wins and the medal ceremony is delayed because they don't, they, they weren't expecting her to win at all and they can't find the Ukrainian national anthem. But also apparently... Uh, they tell Nancy it's because she's getting uh, Oksana's getting her makeup touched up, and there's a clip of Nancy 
saying, she's just going to cry again out here. What's the point? So you can tell, oh, somebody's a little bit pissed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the Lily Hammer game. So wait, was I right about the black swan? Yes. Yes. So I know Odile. my swans. I know my dalettes. Odile is the black swan. And yeah. And the black swan. Um, the video I watched was a different. Oh, yeah. I'm about me. Weightlifting. Well, we talked about the doping scandal, which was with weightlifters. But there's some really amazing, like, weightlifting moments. So let's talk about. 77 class. Let's talk about the greatest weightlifter of all time. You can was, tell Pocket Hercules. Who was four foot eleven. Um well, let me get my let me get my notes. Can I talk about the seventy seven class while you're getting your notes? Last year. No. Or not last year, last Olympics. His name is Naim Suleimanoglu. Naim Suleimanoglu. And he's Turkish. Uh, but he grew up in uh was it Romania? No, Bulgaria. Yeah, he was born in Bulgaria. His family in a were pocket. Like, were Turkish immigrants. What? He grew up in a pocket. Like, pocket Hercules. Yeah, like a kangaroo. Cute. Woo. Um, yeah, look up videos. Just like go on YouTube and look up Pocket Hercules because it. He just looks like he cute a dwarf. Um, Don't you lifting. can't see that huge. anymore in oh, front of the Olympic person? flag. Yeah, okay, he looks like a little person lifting. Um, he's just ripped. Yeah, like a barrel. Um, so he is the pound for pound uh, greatest weightlifter ever. But he was Turkish. He, he was on the Bulgarian team. And then while in Australia, he defected from Bulgaria Ooh. because the Bulgarians were doing some like sort of ethnic rewriting of history. And they f forced all the Turks to not be Muslim and to change their names. Yikes. Um, in, I think this was, was it 76? He was real busy in the 70s. He was busy. He was a busy boy. Uh, it was like 88 or whatever. So like 88 through the 90s. Uh, yeah, this guy was the, the the strongest man in the world, but he was 4 foot 10, which is great. Uh, and it was recently discovered that he has a Japanese daughter. Uh, he sadly died at like Didn't his, they like exhume his, his body to do a, a... They did. He died in like 2017. They exhumed his body in 2018 to settle the paternity case. To do a 23 and me, Brought Rory. by this... Uh, his Japanese uh, fling, I suppose, and her daughter uh, to get child support from his estate. But he's he uh, w right after he defected, he then like joined the Turkish national team, and the Turks had to pay a bunch of money to Bulgaria for him to be allowed to compete. I guess because. For whatever reason, I guess he still like had his Bulgarian citizenship. Tell us about what he lived. And in. then he, yeah, so he went up against actually his former rival. Like the main competition was the other rival from the Bulgarian team. Fanny Pack Hercules. So he lived the equivalent of what was it over the like three Olympic lifting? There's three lifts, right? No. There's two. Mm-hmm. What are the two lifts? There's a snatch, yep. and then there's the clean and jerk. But that is that's one. Okay. Clean you don't get like any points if you just clean it. Okay. You lose, you bitch. Can you demonstrate a snatch roll? <laughs> That's for another day. No. So a snatch <laughs> is from the floor to overhead in one movement. It's the weightlifter emoji. Basically, that is in the catching position of a snatch. The arms are like wide. And then a clean and jerk, you clean it. So you get it from the floor to your call, like to your collarbone. So it's at your collarbone, you stand it up from that squat, and then you heave it off your chest, 
you jump under it and you stand and you have to hold the weight over your head like steady until all three the judges have like three lights in front of them mm. and so until they all are white then you can put the bar or gently follow the bar down whatever you also have to stay on the platform mm -hmm. <laughs> so some some weightlifters they like because they're trying to get like under the weight when they stand up they're like running yeah. around like so crazy they're <laughs> trying to catch their balance people are wondering like they, or they always, they're like, how do people like lift that much weight? And it's like, you're not like strict lifting it. You're literally like jumping. It'll float in the air. You, you go under it and then you stand up. But mm. this all happens super fast. Again, watch Hook Grip. He does like amazing videos of like slow-mo, fast-mo, mm. all the lift, greatest lifters, training videos. It's addictive. So, so clean and direct because there's two moves. Can you do more weight than the snatch? Yes, okay. definitely. That but is like the heavier case, lift. In both cases, you're getting a weight over your head. Exactly. So one of them in one move, one of them is in two moves. But okay. the clean and jerk is like one, you get a one score for how much you get over your head in that one, and then one score for how much you get in the yeah. in the snatch. So and there's there's some logic that goes into it in game theory, right? Because you can like depending and and some lifters are better at certain at like the clean versus like the yeah. snatch for example, and there's different styles, and you get three attempts to put up for your highest lift. weight. Yeah. So you can see what the other people are doing on their attempts, so you kind of know what you have to do. Yeah. So, like, so <clears> if you <throat> get to go last on like the clean and jerk after seeing the, your competitor in the snatch and clean and jerk, you can pick your weight so that you'll beat them. Yeah. You pick a weight. Well, you, you can, can keep picking weights to like make them, you know, so like mm -hmm. if, if a weight, basically whatever weight is, whoever's lifting the most weight goes last. Yeah. So let's say like you're lifting 50 kilos and mm -hmm. I'm lifting 60 kilos. If you decide to lift 61 kilos, then you're going to go last because they you lift on the same bar. Yeah, they keep adding weight. They just weight keep to the adding bar. weight to the bar. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Pocket Hercules um, routinely would come out and like his competitors would like, uh, like they'd be on their like, you know, second or third lift, they and like he would come out and do his first, and then just set Ooh, up like multiple world records. So, so his first Olympics, he set like I think a, a world record in both the clean and or sorry, both the clean and jerk and the snatch that he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, for the this should be this should be um, noted that it's for the weight class. Yes. So everything he was is in, relative. He was in the featherweight. What what weight? Like That's like the 56, light. I think. So for yeah. men, for women, it starts at 48 kilos, which is like 105 pounds. Fun story. I tried to be an Olympic weightlifter, but I was never heavy enough to compete in you any were, weight class. Any and class. Um, oh. But therefore, I won because I was in my own weight class. So oh. there you go. Yeah, so he must have weighed about 50 kilograms. So he was a 56, because that's yeah, like the... So he must have been 56 kilograms, and his best snatch was 152 kilograms. So almost three times his weight. Yeah, that's um, And then his best clean and jerk was 190 kilograms, which is like almost four times his that's weight. That's cray cray. Um, which is insane. Yeah, this dude is little. Normally weightlifters are like super short, because yeah. They're like yeah. You don't need all that extra like, leg muscle, and it just makes you yeah. The they're like higher. I'm 130 pounds and like 411. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and then the bar is like whoop. This is like right over. Uh, also, long torso, short legs. That really helps you as a weightlifter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
So the 77 can a couple of like. Yeah, that's the 77 is like your middleweight. 70. Like, no, it was like a couple, couple like greatest moments. Yeah, what are the greatest okay. moments? So I, my favorite, like, like if you want to watch an exciting, if you want to get why weightlifting is exciting. Yeah. Watch the '77 class from I think it was from Rio, right? Because all the yeah. Rush, all the Russians were out because they were like DQ'd because of that. Roy <laughs> they were all, hunting, they were, and they were yeah. all doping. They were too yeah. dope to to cope, okay. so they were out. So normally the heavyweights are like where the Russians are, where they like it's super fun to watch them. Yeah, um, none of them were there. So like the heavyweight champion, the area was like pretty boring. Oh, okay. So this and the seventy seven is usually like just dominated by Lu Xiaojin, who's uh, Chinese, and and, uh, and Lu Xiaojin is currently like the the best seventy seven. Yeah, which is great. I mean, he's amazing, but it's like okay, all right, okay, you can he snatch. Ke- he okay, keeps, he keeps winning. Okay, yeah. whatever, honey, we get it. You do accessories, we don't care. But his snatch is great. <laughs> but his, you said his clean and jerk is like if he's okay. So sometimes he misses his clean and jerk. There's two types of jerks. Okay. There's there's the split jerk and the squat jerk. The squat jerk, don't do it unless it's like extremely natural and unless you are hella flexible, because it's very. There's a lot of weightlifters I know that are like, I'm gonna try squat jerking, and it's like super dumb. Don't do it. If you've been split jerking, don't switch to a squat jerk. But he like decided to do that. I don't know. Like at some point in his, I don't know. So he so, does it. So the idea is a squat jerk is it's it's like. The weight's not traveling. Balancing on the head of a pin. It's like super difficult to nail it. But if you do, theoretically, if you're you can good at it, if weight. you're great at it, then you should do it. But if you're good at it, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Be- because it's, you don't have to, the weight doesn't have to move as far. So there's like less room for fuck ups, but you need like insane shoulder mobility. So there's, yeah. So yeah, don't do it. Just don't do it. So he, he's very like uh, uh, inconsistent with that one. I see where he's coming from with it though. But uh, there's like the example of playing heavier guitar strings. Okay, no, no, don't, don't, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. I'm very adamant about this. I've seen many, many agree. So anyway, tell us what happened in Rio. So in Rio, there's, yeah, so he like, he kind of like does okay, right? And then um, there's uh, one dude, he's doing like pretty good, but his fucking like elbows both dislocate and it's like, it's so crazy though because he like sees it. He like sees it before he feels it. I guess like he kind of like is in the. Um, I think he's in the jer- he's he's in the snatch, and so he looks up and he like sees his elbows and they're legit bent like the wrong way. And he looks back and forth and he's like, ah! like, <laughs> and then the judges are like, oh my goodness, oh no, that's not good. It's not good at all. They're not supposed to bend that way at all. So he's out. And then there's this, like, Kazakh dude who just comes up, like, out of nowhere, basically. And he has to... Well, here's the thing. Lu, Lu Jajin, like, like, is in the lead. And yeah. They do the clean, and he's up, like, 12 kilograms over, which, right, is, like, 25 yeah. pounds? Like, over the... The Kazakh like, guy. Over the Kazakh guy. And there's, like, multiple people between them. The Kazakh guy's, like, down in, like, right. fifth place. So the elbow dude's out, and then, like, some other dudes, like, mess up or whatever. And so then it's – the Kazakh guy is, like, oh, damn. If I lift, like – If I can lift 12 kilograms kil- more – More than Lu Xiaojin, I'll set a world record. I'll get gold. I'll set a personal record. Like, all this and stuff. And it's setting the world record by, like – 
like 12 pounds too. It's yeah. like a substantial step it's up. It's like wild. But like that's like how he record. will go from like fourth to like win. That's how, what he has to do to win. And also you you plan your lifts on like how much you're warming up in the <clears throat> back. So, the, so you don't want to make like huge ass jumps because it's like shocking to you. Because you can only, you normally lift a little bit in between to get you up to your like next presentation mm. weight. Right? So yeah, this is like very bold move. And he fucking nails it. And, like, the best part is he dances and then, like, the Kazakh people, like, go apeshit. They, like, they're, like, yes. And they wrap him in, like, a Kazakh flag. It's, like, so awesome. And he does a Kazakh full And he's, like, Kazakhstan. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. It's great. Um, there's also Matthias Steiner who, like, is it, he was super heavyweight. And he had such a terrible, like, he's, like, diabetic and, like, this, like, terrible, like, sad. He watched his wife, like. Um, get hit by a bus and, like, die. And he was just, like, you know, just never really the golden boy. And then when he, he like, won gold finally and he's crying. Like, when I tell you, like, a little girl, like, I'm not shitting you. Like, he's – and he he's, like, I didn't want to drop the weight. Like, yet he, like, held it over his head, like, more. Longer than he had to to, because, like, savor the moment. Yeah, and he's legit crying like a – like, it's – yeah. And he's like, all the tears for my wife, for my country, for my this. Oh. Yeah, it was that's like super touching. Piros Dimas, um, gr- Greek weightlifter. Mm. He actually didn't win gold. Like he was gonna win gold, but he was like super injured. Um, but he so he like didn't make that lift. But he 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 took off his shoes and he like he bowed or something and that's like signals that you're retired when he when he didn't uh, he didn't make it but he still was like i planned this like this is my exit from the sport and uh but he still won gold no he didn't he didn't he didn't didn't. he He won bronze he yeah he didn't make the last lift he couldn't stand up the jerk because he was like on he was unbalanced so he couldn't stand it up um Mm. but the crowd still like they were like peros and he was like yeah and they 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 let him like take some extra attention on the podium, so that was like super cute. Um, there's also the gymnast with the. <laughs> they made her, they made her do the vault twice with her fucking broken. Oh, Carrie, like... Carrie Strug. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie Strug with her famous one-legged landing on the vault. Yeah, she like fucked up her first landing, broke her fucking ligament, and then the girl after her like. Totally didn't stick her landing, and then they was, were like, and it was "Do for it the again!" Team. It was for the team, so that Do like as again. long as she completed and like did well, they would have like a full like team score that would, yeah would give the U.S. gold. Yeah, so she did, and then she collapses right after. They like the judges though; they're like gag they're like oh my god, ow. I will say a really cute thing about the Olympics that they still do is there's like uh like family access. There's always, like, family there. The dads. It's, like, weirdly amateur in a certain way. Because, like, yeah, there's, like, in the, the 80s, this... Uh, the two moms that Olympian, pick her up. Like, like, the sprinter tore his hamstring. Like, his, oh, yeah, dad his dad walked with him to the finish line. Yeah. Or, like, Carrie Strug, when you watch the video, like, it's two, like, Midwestern moms. Like, wearing, with like... Perms, bad yeah, with perms. Yeah, with perms they allow and, those like, tracksuits. They come I'm pick like... her up and, like, carry her off. And you're, like... Yeah, I just, I think there really is, like, a friends and family box, or, like, they treat it like 
almost like gymnastic meets, I think, are always like sort of informal to some level. Yeah. And they still keep that feel at the Olympics, despite well, it being yeah. in this big like stadium. Yeah. And there's like thousands of other Olympic events going on. Like that's the thing. A lot of you hear a lot of athletes when they get gold or they get a score or something, they hear cheering and they don't think it's them. They think it's some other event because there's like the shittier Olympics, like there's like Olympic A, then there's like B happening. Like, did you know that there's like there's like college Olympics in the Olympic, not like college, but like not college. But yeah, I mean, of like. There's all sorts of qualifying meets going on. Yeah, there's as well tons of before, stuff. Before like the gold medal runs, and then while the, the gold medal runs might be happening for one event, while they're doing qualifying for another yeah. event. Yeah, so, and like, there's just really like know. tons of stuff, and it happens like it's all crazy. It's like the way a movie gets shot, like just like blah, blah, crazy. So they probably can't even monitor the moms. They're like, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm like, if you're gonna have all these rules about like leotards, you gotta have rules for like perms. Because those perms were like <laughs> out of control. Those moms, those perms. It was acceptable in the eighties, girl. It was acceptable at the time. So yeah, that was our Olympic episode on the Olympics. Well, I'm pretty psyched to go watch some some. Live I Tanya. I want to see some athletics now. Oh, <laughs> you mean oh, you mean like us? Where can I see some aerial performances that perhaps this? approximate the Olympics or hear a soundtrack that? Approximates the feel of the Olympics. So we're setting a world record because there's never before been a show like this. I swear we checked. Mm. We're doing an Olympic aerial circus rave this weekend. Um, Twitch.tv slash secret loft. Slash secret loft. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash secret loft. Or on Instagram for like, you know. You want to just check in. If you, you want to check in, experience. you want to pop in. Yeah. want to be anonymous, you can check in. If you're on team secret loft though, you go, you go to Twitch, <laughs> honey. And yeah, you chat. You want to be a gold medal winner? Twitch. Twitch it up. You bronze? Twitch. You bronze, you don't want to be on the podium? You go on Instagram. Oh, we didn't say. You know why they bite the medal? Why? I mean, that comes from, like, checking if a gold coin is real. But it's not what you think. It's not that the gold coin is hard when you bite it. It's that it's soft. Gold, pure gold is soft. Or they it's actually did, they started making gold coins out of alloy gold <laughs> because pure gold coins are too soft. You can, like, crush them with your hands. But the way you fake a gold coin is you need a heavy metal like lead, and then you coat it in gold. So, so if, if you bite, if you, you will you sink into the from coin. Lead, from lead poisoning. So if you bite it and it's hard, then it's a good gold gold alloy. Gold is also very cold. It absorbs heat very well. So it'll be cold. And gold is rough against the enamel of your teeth. Also, you There's look like metals. a G. And gold is very non-reactive. So gold has no flavor or taste. You look like a freaking baller. So if you bite your metal and it tastes like nickel... It's a bad. It's a bad metal. Yeah, <laughs> you look like a G when you bite it. I'm just gonna lick. I have a very long tongue. I'm just gonna lick, if I when I win my gold medal, it. I'm gonna lick it with my tongue like a like okay. Utica. Nice. Yeah. So this weekend, Saturday, nine to eleven, Twitch, and Doctor Wires also setting a world record for his first performance ever <laughs> I suppose, on the ring. Suppose anything is a world record if it's also a personal record, isn't it? Yeah, a PR or a PB if you're British, your personal yeah, best. But since you're the only you in the world, it's also a world record. <gasps> yes. Isn't oh my it? gosh. Oh, so yeah. All right. Oh yeah, and they know they don't give out like cups like this, but I thought it was cute. Yeah, I'm gonna play us out. Ooh, maybe I should take my thing off so you can see my guns. We get shut down. <laughs> 
you look like a Russian superstar.